Hello, all you people, and welcome to the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast with your new host, Nick Nocturne. After we uh, killed off the prior host, Pan Pizza, who was unfit to rule, as judged by all of you and the group here, who are you people, all you wonderful betrayers and backstabbers? I didn't actually, I mean, the producer was the one who did it, so like we just had to yeah, do what, we, right, right. We had nothing to do with it. Yeah, great. Right. Yeah. No. Do you remember? Do you do you remember that episode of iCarly where they tried to like get the show back after they sold it to a TV network? Like that's what happened. So oh, that's like okay. my favorite episode of iCarly. It's literally <gasps> the one that I go to whenever I want to watch iCarly. I only remember one part where it's like we're gonna go back and make iCarly the way we like it, and then the audience applauded, and I was like, yeah. Get him, Carly! Get him! <laughs> <laughs> Except that can't happen here because uh, Pan's body will never be discovered. Uh, we we made sure of that. Wait, what's that coming out of the? What's that coming out of the room over there? You know, he was made of pizza after all. Mystery solved. But who are you? No, wonderful wait, people? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Go away! No, no I'm, I'm the host. Oh like, my I, god, I, it's him! I have a mic that isn't like a recorded off a potato. It's me. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? Management spent so much money <laughs> on on making sure you would disappear that they, no. they didn't have enough equipment. For you. No, we're losing, I'm here. We're, lo- we're losing the radio signal. Nick is <laughs> no. disappearing. No. Oh, no. Shoo. Shoo. Right back into the dimension I came from. Fuck. I'm, Shoo. Get back. Bye. Did you just shoo him? Yes. He's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the guy came in, took over your podcast, and you're like, a big retaliation is just, shoo. Get, get. <laughs> I just imagine Nick, like, running out, like, feral, like, on four feet. <laughs> like, Pearl that one episode. Well, he was at a furry convention recently, so it's not that surprising. Oh, boy. Nay-nayed on him. Oh, fuck. Yes, but it's here. It's me. That's the Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people that, ha- that didn't replace me? Um, I'm Nolan. Uh, I'm not the producer. Damn straight, I bitch. just want to clarify that. I'm Izzy. I apparently cut off Nolan again. No, you didn't. It's fine. And it's we, okay. have a, we have our guest Who's today. Who's this guy? Who, who's this other guy here? Who's me? It's me. Yeah. It's me, Andre Lamilza. My opinions are my own and do not reflect my employer, Cartoon Network. I'm a storyboardist there. You work for and... Cartoon Network? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you think he worked for? What the hell? I don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll just do a little uh, um, depraved thing, which I am a co-host on my own podcast called The Less You Know. <gasps> it's a co- comedy news podcast. So don't worry, I'm not infringing on your territory. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about like all the modern news. It's just weird, m- weird, just strange news or just mm-hmm. articles online. So it's not if you don't want to deal with Trump or politics or any of that stuff, just come over there. Nice. Yeah. You'll learn nothing. What, what, what do you work on exactly on, in terms of cartoons? Um, well, you guys had uh, a fellow co-worker on before, Katrin. I work on the new Ben ah. 10 reboot that everybody <laughs> hates. Oh. <laughs> Rest in fucking pieces. Yeah, I've gotten death threats from fans. Yep, oh, really? That's the internet. You could literally just go and be like, man, 
I like Oreos a lot, even better than Nutter Butters. And somebody's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to come for you. I'm going to find <laughs> you and your family. You're all going to fucking die. I swear to God. I swear to fucking God. I mean, like, if you get a death threat, just just challenge them. Like, say, yeah, come come get me. Come after me. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would do. I'd be like, you think you're hot shit, huh? Fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming the death threats are probably, like, pretty serious. But do they ever, like, get really cringy? Like, I'm going to make you deader than Ghost Freak. No, but oh. I, I wish. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I w I've talked about wanting Ghost Freak in the new series because I, th I really enjoyed him. I've only seen like the very early Ben 10 when it started when I was younger, but I loved Ghost Freak because he was creepy as hell. But they were just like, nah, sorry, we got other aliens on the list. And I'm like, man. Oh. That and Wild Mutt. Yeah. I really dug Wild Mutt. Did I, you know like Wild Mutt not in the new series? Nah. It's like um, currently all the aliens right now are resembling more humanoid figures. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of noticed that. It it felt like it was like a callback to the fact that Ben 10 at one point was going to be basically Dal H for Hero. You mean the one where it was like all humans? Yeah. Like it was just going to be a different dude. Like, I'm an old granny who can't cross the street. Now I'm like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> or G G uh, Goro from like Mortal Kombat and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think they just went with like, um, this is just my thoughts on it. And I have no like hard in confirmation on it but i think they just wanted to go with what aliens you know looked the coolest um mm -hmm. but um i did try and fit wild mutt back into it in the very first season i did i boarded an episode um i think it's the swap meet one i can't but uh, i put in they're looking through trinkets and stuff and i was able to put in a wild mutt mask that ben wears okay when I boarded that, though, I'm like, oh, man, those hardcore fans are going to hate me so much. <laughs> oh. Well, they go into rotations with uh, his heroes, so I'm sure Wild Much will show up eventually, possibly. Yeah, I'm hoping. I, I got no uh, insight on future aliens. so. Because well, they actually started adding new aliens, because they had Vilgax and um, uh, another 11th. In this current series? In, in the reboot, I think, uh, I don't know if it yeah. aired here or not. With Shockrock, that new alien they have, or... I do don't know. Ben... I don't follow it super hardcore. <laughs> I, just, I just know that they've done because, like, they had Gax, which was Vilgax. Yes. Uh, and I then they were like, then they uh, decided that the next alien was the, technically the eleventh alien instead of Gax. <laughs> I can't one hundred percent remember correctly, but I think I helped name him Gax. But I also designed Gax and boarded mm -hmm. his transformation into Vilgax. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I was very proud of that. <laughs> it's I, one of the I, things I did where the fan, hardcore fans were like, this is so cool. This is what we wanted. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> one thing I have to ask, though, because mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite terrible bad movies. But since you're a big Wild Mutt fan, what did you think of him in Race Against Time? It was the first live action Ben 10 and Wild Mutt was in it and they gave him like a gross fur texture. OK, I and watched it, that when it came out a long time ago and I haven't seen it since. Yeah, so. me too. Although I do have a poster of it in my office because they gave us one for some reason. I think they were just trying to get out. Cartoon Network was just trying to get rid of uh, excess old stuff. <laughs> is it the one where if it's the one where his kid, the kid actor is like just trying to look really badass at the camera, he, but he's like a 10 year old. So he just looks like, like he's he's got like a heat blast arm. Like, yeah, yeah, that one. I love that one. He looks, he looks <laughs> oh, this, so uh, reminds me like a uh, recently I went to some store in my downtown area and uh, it was just full of bootlegs and I found like a sticker book of Ben 10 and there was that infamous image of like of all these it's the bootleg one right yes and then there's <laughs> that one where it was like Gwen pregnant and it's implied oh, that it was no. Ben's 
I'll tell you something funny. When we when I had to first work on the show, I only like really watched the first one and maybe some stuff I saw oh, over the years here and there. And when I <laughs> when I had to Google, like okay, I was like, I'll look up. They said like, oh, just research some other Ben Ten stuff. And I was like, okay, so I like went to Google, typed in just Ben Ten, basic Ben Ten. And I didn't scroll down more than one line of like photos before I just saw like photoshopped heads of Ben on giant muscular roided out bodies. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google it, you will see them if you have your safe search off. And I just don't understand that that mix of things. Cause like I get like if porn ends up getting mixed, like rule 34 stuff, but I just do not get the fascination with making Ben roided out, but with kid Ben head body. The Transformers will return after these messages. But first, this video is sponsored by Alex, who donated $100 to the Patreon. He wants to promote his webcomic called Comic Me. It's about a cartoonist living in New York. These are random strips about what artists go through, but usually my favorite strips are the flashbacks of him growing up in school without understanding much English and putting up with other students. Links below to Comic Me. We now return to the Transformers. <laughs> Yeah, don't go to a bootleg store. It's I, I, you can just feel the lead paint everywhere. You know, like my sinuses were acting up. Full of lead paint. I'm assuming I don't want to like touch that stuff. Well, I did touch all that stuff, but I washed my hands after, so it's fine. My first apartment had lead paint walls still. What the hell? Yeah, when I came out here, I lived in a really crappy apartment with like four people paying like three hundred fifty dollars um a month and they were like yeah um the walls still have lead paint um it's not built for earthquake proof safety yet and um there's no ac in it so you're all gonna bake and die what the fun. so i was like cool i guess that's what i have to i guess that's what i got you know coming from michigan with only like a thousand seven hundred dollars in my bank account and trying to do make they, it in la do they still make lead paint no it's illegal Okay, but somehow, okay, I don't know why the walls are like that. What's I don't think anyone inspected this place is probably what happened. Yeah. That or they didn't want to pay to get it fixed and they were just like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, okay. I think I remember an episode of the Osmosis Jones cartoon, Ozzy and Drix. It was an episode where like the human boy like uh, was painting a, a shed or something and some paint I think some lead paint particles went into his nose and it was almost going to kill him, but he just, but they got him to eat cereal. And apparently I guess the calcium and cereal prevented him from getting lead paint poisoning. Sometimes I wish <laughs> cartoons worked like that in real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, oh no, I got lead paint. Hold on. Let me get a bowl of Captain Crunch and I'm just going to yeah. down this and I'm oh, all good to go. On the subject of Ozzy and Drix, the show, the framing device, that being Hector is really kind of unfortunate because if you like marathoned it it's just this child getting into the worst possible scenarios like nearly freezing to death on a mountain getting sick getting poisoned by lead <laughs> <laughs> the suffering of hector yeah did they ever did they ever explain uh how ozzy and Drix went from bill murray to the kid Oh, yeah. Um, in the first episode of the series, um, Bill Murray was still a fat fucking slob and he was just eat, gorging on like wings. And um, Ozzy and Drix got sucked up by a mosquito and that mosquito sucked up someone else's blood. And that's how they ended up in their body. Oh, OK. Huh. It's better than what I thought was, which was that he spit in the kid's mouth. <laughs> no, no. Bill Murray, no. Bill Murray, you can't do that. It's one of those well, if he was a jerk. Bill Murray things <laughs> where, like, uh, him. there's always these rumors that, like, Bill Murray walked over and, like, took a french fry and be like, go ahead, tell people. No one's ever going to believe you. He just walks up to a kid, spits in his mouth. Go ahead, tell people. No one will believe you. <laughs> <laughs>
I felt that show worked well as a, an expansion of the of the movie since there was so much potential they could do. I don't know if you ever fought cancer. They they did fight nicotine, so yeah, I saw that. that was something. I remember that episode? It'd be great if one episode just out of nowhere, Miss Frizzle and the school bus just shows up. Oh shit! That's <laughs> the perfect crossover. Uh, I guess Miss Frizzle will have to recontemplate how uh, atoms work and uh, germs, and that they yeah. can sentient and talk. Miss Frizzle was a hack. What if the people in Osmosis Jones could reprogram the like their like host's body or brain and like write them like a mecha, the best mecha show? <laughs> <laughs> there was like an episode in the show where um like Hector, I don't know, like Ozzy got in control of Hector and did some karate moves or something just to scare. Sca- <laughs> oh, I remember that. I think it's in the intro. Yeah. Okay. Here's my next question. Why the fuck do you know so much about Ozzy and Drix? Why don't you know more? You know, that was part of the lineup, you know? Like, uh, you had Static Shock and Mucha Lucha and Jackie Chan Adventures and Pokemon. Jackie Chan Adventures is easily the best show on that lineup, yeah, yeah. though. Jackie Chan Adventures was fucking lit. I love Jackie Chan Adventures. Also, yeah. one of my one of the employees on my show worked on it, and then I sang him the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Was this your courtship dance? Yes, I was like, please show me your work. Please yeah. take me into the talisman. And then I awkwardly walked away. Oh. <laughs> wait, was there even lyrics? Or oh, wait, you're talking about the outro, right? Yeah, I guess the outro. Yeah, the beginning was like, that, you know, like, lyrics for that. Occasional <laughs> sound effects. How about Challenge Showdown? That also was on Kids WB. Ayah. Challenge was fucking cool. That was my shit. Didn't deserve it. Didn't deserve that. Didn't deserve that spinoff. Nope. It had a spinoff. Oh, sequel series, spiritual sequel. It was a Shaolin Chronicles. It it aired on Disney XD. It was a Canadian produced show. Well, I think they both were, but um, they like brought it back ten years later, but they couldn't use half the voice actors because Canada has these weird laws about how. Um, the mm-hmm. actor has to be Canadian unless you can prove that the original actor is like the only one that can portray the character. Yeah. Huh. They also recolored the dragon from green to yellow and it looked awful. It was so many strange changes. <laughs> How would you quantify or judge that? Oh, unless they can truly perform that. What does that mean? It probably means like if there's a giant legacy, like um, I can't think of, I don't know, like voice actors, nationalities, but say like, uh, there's Canadian production of uh, Donald Duck. Whoever's currently the voice of Donald Duck is the voice of Donald Duck will probably be okay for them to use. Well, not Tom Kenny, assholes, hmm. bitches. Fuck you. Is Tom Kenny not a Canadian? I just assume all voice actors are Canadian. <laughs> he should He hmm. should be Raimundo because the guy they got sucked. Ah. I, why, would, why is Tom Kenny always the one playing the the Mexican characters? When are we gonna get the uh, problem with every Tom Kenny character ever made? Remember when Tom Kenny voiced that trans in uh, the Transformers series? That was basically a black stereotype. Oh cool? yeah, and like the second or- Michael Bay Transformers movie, the racist stereotype bots, <laughs> Skids and Mudflap, the cringy like hip hop robot, the ones everyone just like wants to forget. Why is everybody going after Hank Azaria? We gotta go after Tom Kenny. Come on. Yeah, let's get Tom Kenny now. He's next. Let's get that pasty white motherfucker. I should blame more of the casting call director who probably told him to do that. Shit, you're right. Well, we're, going get, we're going after the wrong people. We should go after the casting directors. Somebody was like, so this robot's got to be a cool gangster robot and has to say a lot of slang because that goes well with marketing, right, guys? It worked with the Ninja Turtles. I have to say Bebop and Rocksteady were pretty dope in that second one. Agreed. 
Like, if they just solidified them as their own thing, I would have mm-hmm. been like, this They're monsters. Like, I feel like they were portrayed really solid. They were portrayed really solid. We're not monsters. <laughs> oh, that scene, that fucking scene where it's like the cops had a gun pointed at the turtles and the cops are like, what are they? They're monsters. They're monsters. And, the, and Mikey's just like, we're not monsters. <laughs> we're not monsters. <laughs> I legitimately miss when the turtles had beaks. Oh, yeah. Like, I like them having bigger noses and like... Between 2012, the, the 3D remake one, they, they got no noses. And then in the Michael Bay, well, I guess he's not really the director, but we call Michael Bay Turtles. He like gave them like realistic mouths and they just have lips. And I'm like, I just want big nose beaked turtles. They did not give it to you because they are cowards. Yeah, cowards, all of you. <laughs> in retrospect, you know, I kind of feel like I'm kind of okay with the uh, those Michael Bay designed turtles, you know? I mean, it's like... What, what did we expect? They're fucking turtles. Mutated turtles in a realistic setting. Like, what do you expect them to look, you know? They should look gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're supposed they're mutants. They're supposed to be disgusting. <laughs> they grew on me over time, to I be mean, because the turtles have always been, had redesigns, so it's just like, well, it's another redesign. It's, they're mutant turtles. I mean, I guess they'll look disgusting. That makes sense. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want from us? I mean, the early in the early ones in like the nineties, like the TV or like the TV the movies they made with like those rubber suits, those looked utterly terrifying and gross. I love them. Yeah, they look like the cartoon versions. They but they cool. also look gross. Yeah, but, but they they look like turtles though. They didn't they didn't like they looked like what the what everyone was already like. It was basically just the two D drawings, but in real life, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel and like, like you did that with the. 3D turtles, they would just end up. They just end up taking the 3D turtles from Nickelodeon and then putting them in the Michael Bay movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! They look like they, they would look like Nerf footballs. That is a pretty good description. They do look like a Nerf toy personified. Yeah, but I love the new uh, rise of the TMNT yeah, Raf- designs. Raphael is hot as fuck. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like I like the giant Raphael. I hate uh, Splinter. Splint- in this new Splint- one, though. Splinter is either like get- okay or just terrible. I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen a Splinter design that looks like really great. Well, the thing with Splinter, like he he's not a, he's no longer a mystical sensei, and I feel like this show is going to do what a lot of post twenty ten cartoons are doing is they're going to start out episodic and later introduce plot lines because and there they're going to actually develop the characters and show Splinter's more than just some drunk slob here. <laughs> I hope. I hope. But uh, yeah. I love Donnie in the new version, though. Donnie's yeah. like my favorite. I think they're all pretty solid. They personified their looks and their abilities to what like their per- like well, everything to their personalities. Everything like is kind of what they're all about. Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. the, like, the fighting animations. Amazing. Mm hmm. Yeah. I can tell the turtles apart easy. Yeah. <laughs> their voice. <laughs> I don't feel like their personalities are all that distinct enough just quite yet. I mean, I've only seen like the first like seven episodes, seven, 11 minute episodes, you know? I think every form of media to live action to cartoon, it takes a while to get your footing. Like think of like Parks and Rec and within like the first whole season is like terrible because they didn't know who everyone was and what the show was even going to be about. And then right after that, they're like, all these characters are now cartoon personified versions of themselves as the series progresses. They're all Flanders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, um, that, that's what people have been saying about um disenchantment on netflix like uh, people were pointing out this old futurama review by variety back in the year 2000 where they were saying like this show ain't exactly the simpsons but then again the simpsons was not 
exactly The Simpsons by season one. Good choice. From the creator of The Simpsons. Bring it on, baby. Comes Futurama. Kill me already. By the way, my name's Bender. Series premiere Sunday, March 28th on Fox. You are now dead. Yeah, every and then Futurama became one of the best thing, like one of the best shows, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> the the dog episode's usually the best episode. Oh, oh yeah, like, just cut your heart out, right? Yeah. Oh, is it, <laughs> which is better, the dog episode or the Clover episode? Oh, ooh, they're both mm. super solid. Okay, everyone, one I... by one, go by. What's your favorite? <laughs> Skip. <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna do the dog one since I brought it up. It was the first one to pop up. I I feel like I'm gonna go Clover, and not to split the vote or anything like that, but just because like that one to me was more like he had to deal with just time, like the full realization of just like oh everything I know and love is gone, mm-hmm. like and mm-hmm. that whole that whole part of my life like that like it's a metaphor for like his bond with like everybody thinking that like especially his brother thinking like oh. Like this means everything to me. Fuck my brother. But then later he's like, "Oh no, wait! I actually do love my brother." Like, mm-hmm. which is just a rare like thing that they ever assessed in that show. Which the dog just kind of seemed to me like a like a. It just kind of seemed to add on to that. Like, oh, here's more of my life that. Like, mm-hmm. that which one I came first? Of... Hmm. The clover. This reminds okay. me. Uh, you know, there was a Futurama video game. No. But I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's a video game in everything. Yeah, but um, the, the weird thing is the video game actually goes for a hundred dollars on eBay. It's on Xbox and PS2. I mean, it's a pretty shitty game, but it goes for a hundred dollars. And I think the only reason is because back then, the, when the show was still new, like Futurama hadn't really gotten the cult status it had, so they didn't. I guess they didn't print that many copies, and that's why the game goes for so much. Yeah, it it yeah, is. I mean, it's just like those hardcore fans. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks funky. <laughs> I think uh, for the later season of Futurama, the the, the revival seasons, I think the uh, one where Fry got to meet, see his mom again, that was also, that goes up there with the other episodes, you know? Yeah. Even though that I hear a lot of people didn't like the the revival seasons. I, I enjoyed the revival season. It definitely, here's why I think it's not the same. I definitely feel it's a different <laughs> tone. I like what it is in itself, but the biggest change I've noticed, and I've talked about this with my friends before, is... The show stops focusing on Fry and everyone mm. else. The episodes are becoming about every, like what's Bender up to, what's uh, Leela up to, what's Amy up to. Like the rest of the series is always surrounded by Fry learning about the future, and eventually it got to the point where it's like Fry is just as in tune with the future now as everyone else. And that mm. that aspect is you can't write a show about that anymore. You start writing the show about the individual characters because it's like if you try to do that, you're like, okay, what else does Fry not know? That's that like a human outside of the show can actually relate to as a viewer. You can't just have them fish out of water forever. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it this way, like the movies that bridge the two series together were about Bender. Like they stopped focusing on the other cast as a main setting. Also, I don't understand the hate for uh, the beast with a million backs or I, for, I think it's, it's a title similar to that. Actually, that was my favorite out of the revival movies, but I've seen a lot of people hate it. Though I think the Bender's big game was the one that was hated the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed it all. Like, I just separate it. It's kind of like here's a, here's the one thing I, when I do when people get mad or like attack us uh, here on Ben Ten. I just go, I always look at them and I just go like, they're always like you ruined my childhood, you ruined all the shows or whatever. I'm like, hey, if you go to Hulu right now, all the other Ben Ten series you love and know are all on there, free for streaming. Go ahead and take a look. Like, it's kind of like it doesn't ruin what you have. It doesn't take away what you enjoyed. And the thing I've learned is if you bring a show back um, with the same cast, the same writers, and time has passed, 
no one's going to be happy. And then you don't do it. No one's going to be happy. You can't please people. You can't yeah, please everyone. <laughs> I, I'm like, in regards to the reboot, the thing that bothers me more than the reboot itself, like, I haven't seen it much of it, but from what I saw, it was all right. But like, what bothers me is more so the mismanagement. And that just stretches all the way back to like Alien Force, even because of all the, because the like, there mm -hmm. was no sort of quality control in the writing. It was more just like push toys, push toys. And then it was like, dwindled and fell apart fast yeah. and like i mean like obviously like i said mm. like it's nothing personal to you guys but i think it's just like there's when you go back and watch something yeah you start to find like flaws in it that you didn't notice when you were younger because you were younger and i feel like that's like sort of like what people kind of get why people get upset it's like they they have this sort of prestige that they feel for their shows and like if you go back and watch them, like I'm not saying they're bad now because they're not, but like you'll start noticing that like they're they're not perfect, unfortunately. As much as I'd like to have my old shows be perfect, no, but you know, nothing is. That's something I've had to learn too. Like even go back I mean, and go back like a couple years yeah. of the podcast, you'll probably see me say something to the contrary of what I'm saying now. But you know, it's growth, I guess. Yeah, I mean, growth is important and. Every show that you like is is going to be what you like. I, I feel like the people who say, like, I liked my version. I thought it was better. I think the people who think that their own show is better, they're valid. Like, art and media, it's subjective to a degree. So it's like, I can't tell a kid. Like, the kids who are going to grow up with my Ben 10 are going to say their Ben 10's the best. Like, I've seen the forums. I've seen the people talking. Every version, someone says their version mm. of Ben 10's the better version of Ben 10. Some yeah. kids in the future are going to say this version of Ben 10 is their version. Unless there's another one, then someone's going to say, I like my version over that version. And... I can't just sit there and inherently talk to these kids and be like, no, yours is the worst version. Like, or yours is the best version. Like yeah. it's, it's to that, that viewers, like the eye of the beholder. It's like, sometimes it's with a larger audience and sometimes it hits with the smaller audience. Yeah. Like, it kind of reminds me of people who say that th this particular se season of Saturday night live is the best. And it's just like people, they were all terrible. Chill out. <laughs> well, the Saturday night live thing's even worse because like, most people go back and watch the best of from a different season or something. So they yeah. legitimately only remember the best skits and they totally forget <laughs> about all the, the filler in between. Yeah. yeah. Like SNL, ha it, there's a ton of cannon fodder between skits and what was good yeah. and what was bad. <laughs> like for every like one good sketch in any season, there's like 20 awful ones. I mean, improv's hard. <laughs> Life is improv. <laughs> All right, so news. Uh, Scooby-Doo, the 13th ghost. Anyone remember that? I do. I'm super stoked yes. about this. It was like from the 90s or what year? 80s, 90s? Uh, I think it was like on the tail end of the 80s. But yeah, like, it was. Go ahead, Pan. Yeah. I'll let you. It, it was a show about Scooby-Doo and 13 ghosts, and they had like this uh, Tim Tam kid or whatever his name is. What was Flim that? Flam. Flim Flam. She clearly knows <laughs> you do, fucker. I don't know. Then who's Tim is Tam? He, is he save us? Please. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. So basically, after Scrappy-Doo saved the Scooby-Doo franchise, they kind of experimented more. And to throw things even more crazy and exciting, they made the ghost real, where Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy, Daphne, Fred and Velma fucked off for like a season. And uh, they added Flim Flam to the cast with uh, Vincent Van Price as Vincent Van Gogh. Um <laughs> Scooby Scooby Doo accidentally opens up uh, the ghost, the thirteen ghost chest, the demon chest, and uh, they have to go around the world catching all the ghosts. But they only caught, I think, eleven of them. But let's just say twelve to make it easy. 
and they decided let's bring it back so they can catch the 13th with Velma, Fred, a older version of Flim Flam, and no Scrappy in sight. We're going to have Aww. a new movie. Is Scrappy dead? Wait, so they're making a re- they're adding the 13th one now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Better late than never. Guys. <laughs> Look, they have so many Scooby-Doo movies, they might as well do this one. Finish off with where they left off on 13 Ghosts. I'm, I'm looking at, like, this promotional picture from the ones back then, because I had to, like, refresh my brain on it. And Flim Flam's the kid, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. He out-scrappy scrappy. Like, legitimately, a, everyone's complaint. <laughs> yeah, it, it, his design's pleasing. But, like, he's voiced by Susan Blue, the original RC from Transformers. Uh, but, okay. like, legitimately, <laughs> even... I, I have a picture to, to put for the little the thingy this time, Pan. But like everyone hates Flim Flam, like oh. like, like like Scrappies hate it within the uh, fran- like the fandom because it's just cool to hate on Scrappy. But like once you get introduced to Flim Flam, Flim Flam, like is this is the style the rebooting it the one that they like canceled that everybody liked? No, uh, or, so are you talking about Mystery Incorporated? Yeah, I'm kind of looking at like a screenshot I think from this one new one you're talking about, and it kind of looks like it uh but... no the the new one this movie is in the same style they've been doing all the direct-to-dvd movies with uh, okay uh so you might be seeing a screenshot of mr incorporated where they showed flim flam and scrappy like it was a joke where uh there's like a wax museum of flim flam and daphne's like oh <laughs> you guys remember flim flam and uh fred's <laughs> like no i was uh busy at trapping camp or whatever um <laughs> I have no clue who this is. He goes, oh, well, he was caught and he's living life sentence in jail. Uh, Oh, do you remember Scrappy? No, we never speak of him. (laughs) Wait, did Flip Flam go to jail? Uh, In the Mystery Incorporated version. That's (laughs) right where he belongs. But um, when was the last time Scrappy was ever used? Uh, I think maybe the Ghoul School or the Boo Brothers or well, no, technically it's a live action Scooby Doo movie. So they haven't used them unironically in forever. According to the commentary, when they were writing the movie, uh, they were doing research and they actually found like a Scrappy Doo hate website, <laughs> and so that's what fueled the, the writers to make Scrappy the villain of the movie. Scrappy is so hated within the franchise that none of the DVD cases. Uh, have Scrappy. Like, there's no mention of Scrappy in the, um, like, synopsis on the back of the DVDs. There's so no he's just picture. Not canon. He's not well, canon like Waluigi. Well, kind of, where, like, he doesn't exist on the, the promotional stuff, but if you look at any of the Amazon reviews for any of the Scrappy movies, it's hilarious because there's a bunch of people like, this isn't the good Scooby-Doo! This has that shitty Scrappy in it! <laughs> <laughs> Good God. It's so fucking funny because I occasionally will go and look because like, you know, I get excited about Scooby-Doo stuff like the Ghoul School crossover with OKKO. So like I went mm-hmm. to look up the Ghoul School because I thought about maybe buying it if it's on Blu-ray or something. And I scroll through and there's just people hating on Scrappy in the comment section feeling like they've been <laughs> betrayed because there was no mention of Scrappy in the, in the <laughs> So wait, like why does everyone hate Scrappy? It's been a while since I've watched Scooby-Doo with Scrappy in it. Puppy! Uh, he's just that, that's it uh, I, I mean, mean he just wanted to punch ghosts right yeah basically he was a brave Scooby Doo character I like I would it, try to yeah, punch I, ghosts it, too, it was man. like a combination of things <laughs> like he just constantly created conflict when he didn't need to and he was like loud and annoying he had a terrible voice he had a catchphrase that was annoying 
it was just like a big combination of things. Nolan, are you describing me on this podcast? No, I'm describing me. If I had, you know, if I had the resources, I, I want somebody to just like interview like anybody who worked on the uh, live action Scooby-Doo movie, like maybe the director or something to say, hey, what was the original intent for this peach? What was going to be a PG-13 movie? I can, I can tell you a lot with with creatives and like being in this kind of industry is that a lot of times an answer is always just going to be i don't know i thought it looked cool yeah because yeah. <laughs> i know like james the... gunn worked on the the first scooby-doo movie and it was like i mean he he, he had a lot of crazy ideas i want to know what his original intent was before it got cut like there's some things uh yeah. with like i've seen on with uh like the work i've done on ben 10 and people like questioning like why I've done something or like why I like they didn't know it was me but like why that like oh this person must have been thinking like oh like uh, screw the fans uh, they, they nah, hated us and they no. had to be done with intent and I'm just like I didn't you, you never once came into my mind I was just thought this shape how, looked how, cool how, man yeah. <laughs> shout out to the round table who does speculation oh, on this type no, stuff all the time Izzy, you didn't have oh. Izzy you didn't have to do them in like that oh come on it's super true though <laughs> I mean yes I'm not going to pretend it's not. Anyone listening, 99% of the time, someone just did something because they just thought it was cool and they were in an isolated situation, a part of the bigger system that you think they might be a part of, and then you connect A to B to C to D that aren't actually connected to each other. We, we, what we got to do is just get some people who worked <laughs> on these cartoons and then have them react to all the weird fan theory videos and just say, wow, this is bullshit. It's going to be great. They're just going to laugh and go... They're literally just gonna go. I I just wrote it. I was like tired <laughs> and like, but that's the best part. It's so funny to see how people like are like. I just I was so tired and I was hitting a deadline, so I just drew him with two heads. It just reminds me like uh, back when I was a kid and I was th making theories and just like looking up fan theory videos on the movie, the upcoming movie Cloverfield, and none of it mattered because <laughs> the movie answered nothing. <laughs> Yeah. It, it's funny because like sometimes there will be those things like those theories or like a conspiracy or something like it's not like that stuff doesn't happen but i think it happens so far and few between and i think people mm -hmm. just i ideally want it to happen more so they can justify an opinion or i mean a feeling that they yeah. have there's a difference between like, the theories and like the actual authorial intent right like some certain like ways you set up a scene or yeah. board a scene you know or like sprinkling hints throughout the show or something you know like if it's a plot or whatever yeah we're talking I'm, i mean what i'm asking basically is we're mostly mm -hmm. referring to like really dumb like fan theories or whatever or like okay i just i just wanted to make yeah. sure because i'm like well some people some people think about like you know like the during the boarding phase or whatever my brain just kind of like fried itself a little bit so also i'm looking at this chat and people want to replace me with other andre eric andre <laughs> i see eric andre the giant eric andre <laughs> uh andre the black nerd yeah, maybe someday they all looks like they all want to reboot me i just want to going back to that scooby-doo 13 ghosts uh, i think on amazon or itunes there's an 1080p cut of this cartoon from the 80s like you can actually see like the cells like the individual animation cells floating above the backgrounds holy crap sorry sorry real quick holy crap Someone just literally pinpointed something that I talked about on my podcast. Oh, what? They said, Andre, did you ever talk about the time Lindsay Lohan tried to kidnap an immigrant child and got punched by her mother? Yes, I have. And that Classic. was literally the only time I've ever done that was on my podcast. So I don't know who that person is. A fan. I guess so. Anyways, continue. I'm really sorry to cut you off. I didn't want to forget. Wow, it. Andre, <laughs> really? The, a guest on a podcast and you cut him off? 
Rue. It's classic Lindsay Lohan, you know? Classic. classic. I, th- I, I think about it a lot. That girl yeah. crazy, man. Every day. Anyways, <laughs> she's the scrappy dude of the world. I, I, oh, I lay, lay my head down in my bed as I close my eyes for, before sleeping. The last thought I always have is Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Don't do that. You'll you'll body switch with her. Oh god, I don't want a Freaky Friday this shit. <laughs> Did you know they Can made another one? Friday? Is it animated? Because I, I I know. Like I was walking because <laughs> I found out about the Thirteenth Curse. I found about this Scooby Doo movie. I was gonna go buy it. So I was really stoked about it for some reason. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm walking around Walmart, and I guess it hasn't came out yet. and uh, Or at least it's not in my local Walmart. And I found a Freaky Friday movie, and I was like, there's a third one? Or is it the fourth one? I don't know, but it has actors I've never seen before. Does anyone own the rights to Freaky hmm. Friday? Is that in the public domain? It's me. I bought it. Disney. Shit. What the hell? So they made their own shitty remake, possibly? But- I don't know. They've done the I first for- one, the second one, and I guess now the third one. There was a, there was a Freaky Friday movie before Lindsay Lohan. Someone, Toon J in the comments says, yeah, Freaky Friday is a musical, this third one. You guys are making me remember now. Did you guys ever watch The Sweatbox? The documentary on um, Emperor's New Groove and what it could have been. Yeah, it's production process. Yeah, I never actually got to see that, but I, I know of it. Yeah, it was like a, it, it, it was a leaked, I think, um video from sting's wife because she was doing the documentary and i think yeah i think the way it happened is disney didn't like it and they like it got like leaked and torrented because that's my friend torrented and gave me a copy sorry guys um and <laughs> disney tried to snub it out from the internet and i think mm-hmm. disney might be one of the very few successful uh companies to actually ever snub out in a torrent from the internet <laughs> wow good luck with that jerk I mean, honestly, if all the companies that had the power, I, I believe Disney. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really fun because you do get to see like legitimate creative parts of the process. She does dramatize it a bit with the way she edits it, but then half of it is mostly just about Sting. So I'm kind of also just like, yeah. this is a movie about the Emperor's New Groove. This is a movie about how Sting wanted the movie to be the first way, and <laughs> mostly the first way because it was a musical and they're using all of his music. And then the new version didn't have him, and it seemed like he was just kind of bummed that he wasn't like a huge part of it anymore. How? I what well, there's one one documentary I really want to see is the persistence of Vision One, um, from oh, Richard yeah. Williams, Thief and the Cobbler. Pan, you talked about it once, didn't you? Yeah, I got the DVD in my closet there. Yeah. If you're not using it, give it to me. Oh, the shipping things takes time. Stuff in an envelope <laughs> and shove it in the mailbox. I don't know. Yeah, maybe someday. I just why dream. not just stream? Give me the streaming. Give it on a streaming service, you fuckers. God, it's not hard. <laughs> Hey, we got some other news. What is it? Shrek. Shrek. You're expecting Prince Charming. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow. Shrek, rated PG. Starts May 18th everywhere. Shrek is coming back and it's being soft rebooted by Illumination for some reason. Oh, thanks. I love it. Wait. Wait, it's not uh, DreamWorks? No, for some reason, Illumination is going to take up the Shrek reboot. Universal owns DreamWorks now, right? Yeah, so I guess, you know, they're just going to share their things, you know? Yeah, they own Illumination too, so Illumination can do it. So they're just rebooting the first movie? Apparently it's not a reboot, it's a revival? It's 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 kind of like, uh, there's conflicting reports because 
DreamWorks originally wanted to do Shrek 5, and then now the report is, oh, we're rebooting it with, um, it's like going to be like a retelling, sort of. They're going to reboot the franchise entirely along with Puss in Boots. <laughs> so the plan was originally to revive Shrek and make a fifth one, and then Illumination got their grubby, dirty little hands on it and said, no, we were going to reboot it. It's going to be probably $50 million to make. It's going to be make a lot of money. Who cares? We don't. Okay, I just want to kind of, it's it's not Shrek-oriented, but I, I, I when I ever think <laughs> Illumination now, I think of the fact that they're making a Mario movie. Mm, and right. I love the idea that there is a Mario and Sonic movie in the works right now, and the one about a talking blue hedgehog is not the animated one. <laughs> Except for Sonic. Mm. Well, I know he's going to be animated, but the whole point is he's the it's one like, that's got the action movie. It's going to be like Sonic 06, but real life. Uh, um, I've been told a lot of weird <laughs> shit about the movie, and I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like, it could go one way or the other, and I'm very concerned. This takes me back to, like, I think a few years ago where we had, like, th- five video, like, several video game movies coming out, like uh, Angry Birds, Ratchet and Clank, Warcraft, I think Assassin's Creed. And it's like, people were saying this is going to be the year of video games, and it's like, wow, these movies are all terrible. I actually kind of so. angry birds was okay people fans of warcraft like the warcraft movie but me as an outsider i I kind of actually liked ratchet and clank ratchet and clank wasn't bad it was just kind of boring yeah it definitely dragged at parts but it had good jokes here and there which i was like Mm -hmm. "Ah, that's all i could ask from it i bought the game oh how was it i haven't played it yet i just buy it I'm, i'm more of a video game hoarder than a video game player i never have time yeah. Then I'm the same as you because I have a lot of games that I don't. I get to play for like an hour and then I have to do a bunch of work. <laughs> uh, must, it's the animator way. Hi, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi five. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I've had uh, ever since I got out of college. I've had more time to play video games, and I mostly just play like party games. You filthy casual. Jack in the Box is great. Well, also there's another one that I've been trying to get Izzy to play, but she's a bully and a hater called Witchet. And it's a game. It's like a. I, it's I a bought heist. it. I bought it. I, I'm hoarding it for you, Nolan. <laughs> I'm hoarding it for you. But, but yeah, it's a hide and seek game, and I really want to play it because I think we'd have a great time. But no, we will eventually. I promise. Eventually, sure. Uh, I guess we should probably still talk about Shrek, even though there's nothing to talk about. Well, I was. I'm. I would have totally been jazzed for a Shrek Five, to be honest. Yeah, I, we all would have, but reboot reboots whatever but i'm i'm totally like i i I, it would just be a fun movie to me like i i've had to get in the mindset a lot over the last couple of years of just being like this is a fun movie and i'm not gonna like like dunk on it it's it is what it is but the problem is that shrek 2 is the the citizen kane of animated movies like it's literally perfection it's perfection is it yeah kind of i mean like that 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 little uh, to be honest it's just that segment of i need a hero that's Rob- literally the most perfect mo- moment in animated history <laughs> robo robo is going to be really pissed with you because she's like shrek 2 isn't as good as everybody says it is because she's a, also a hater yes that, that's the my friend uh my friend bernie has gotten me say to say hater a lot and my friend nemo has gotten me to say woof like whenever something bad happens and i hate them both oh. I, used to say I always that. say Sundere when someone's being mean. Yeah, it also doesn't help that Nemo's a furry, so like I feel like oh. I'm like dog whistling, no pun intended. <laughs> oh. 
I love you, Sad. Nemo. That was a funny joke, please. Also, have what? you had to ever find them? Huh? Have you ever had to find them? Find Nemo? Oh, fuck you. Wow. <laughs> like to take low blows. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not much of a low blow so much as it was like a, a, a bad joke, but okay. <laughs> I guess that's what I mean. More like low brow humor. <laughs> We, we, we like to have fun here. I like, like, Andre's grabbing, like, a coffee from our, like, craft services station. I walk up <laughs> behind him, and I'm, like, grabbing him on the shoulder. Listen, you make a mockery of me again. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to dunk your head in the fucking toilet. I swear to God. <laughs> Andre's like, I just wanted just wanted coffee, man. <laughs> I like actually like the idea of us having, like, a, a studio with a craft service station. Like, we're, like, we're that important. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you continue the podcast live throughout the entire studio so when we go over to the craft service it's still going yeah pan roundtable gets a studio why can't we what the hell what the fuck oh yeah somehow roundtable has a studio for some reason like you you know Are you, you could have like just like no we're, they're friends they're like, friends, they're, just they're, they're friends of ours yeah okay. they're, they're friends <laughs> they're in the server i just like making fun of them because i'm a fucking bully <laughs> we, yeah more we don't less. need a we don't need a studio like the round table. We can get a tree house. That's that's enough. <laughs> no, no. In, instead of a studio, like Frederator gives us a trailer. <laughs> just like oh, shit. We, then we, we just go I anywhere. would be down for a trailer because uh, like uh, like one of those like mobile trailers. Like, can we get an RV? We can travel <laughs> around the U.S. We'll do like a tour. Be like Ben Ten. We'll shoot our own Ben Ten reboot. Oh my God! It's all it's come full circle. <laughs> get, ready, yes. uh, get ready, Andre. We're about to show your nerd reboot how it's done. Hey man, I'm I'm all up for a challenge. Let's see it. Whoop whoop. We uh um I already I did I did remake Rocket Power in action, so you know, I think I have the chops. I can do it. Hey man, let's see it. (laughs) (laughs) I will tip my hat if you make a successor. That is better. My Ben Ten maker. We're always in our RV, Tips. getting high, super fuckers. I mean, if we get an RV, we can finally film the okay. Party podcast movie in which we try to find the last blockbuster. Yes. Oh yeah, somewhere in Alaska. Trouble, Trouble in Tokyo. We find Trouble the last Trouble Alaska. blockbuster. We find the last. We try to find the last blockbuster, but we wind up in Tokyo. That's how Pan Pizza Trouble in Tokyo again. begins. How do we get to Tokyo with the RV? It happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> but um. I don't know if I want like the wild thornberry style where like there's just a raft underneath the RV is how we get through the ocean or if we somehow stumble <laughs> onto a giant crate something like that. Plane. You know, they had, that thing, I don't even know if that's possible. Like I, when I was younger, I thought, is there an RV that can really do that? And now I'm thinking like with all the military stuff out there, like maybe there is something like that. I don't know. I don't know how the thornberry's got like a military grade uh, Humvee, but you know, they film, they that film was a cool. TV show. That's how. That's you can't. They're not just gonna. Discovery Channel's not just gonna give you a fucking military grade Humvee like that. Yeah, they would. Have you not seen Hunting Bigfoot on Animal Planet? I guess. Oh, is yeah, that where is that where Nigel Thornberry is now? Is he just making like Hunting He's Bigfoot making, like, documentaries? Yeah, I. They should have done that. Why didn't they do that? Wild Thornberry sucks. Cancel. Yeah. <laughs> Where's is, the Wild Thornberry's you know, reboot? Like, is anyone watching Animal Planet anymore? Is is whatever Nigel Thornberry did profitable anymore? Uh, I think we... uh, the the Craft Brothers have a new show, according to Defunct Land. 
Ooh. the Crack Brothers. Yeah, they got a PBS show. It's animated. Anyone remember the Crack Brothers? They were in the Boomafoo. Me and me and James from uh, Odd Ones Out got into a real long discussion about uh, Zaboomafu in the egg episode. The egg the episode? Zaboomafu. Zaboomafu was like a uh, Discovery Kids program where uh, there was like this PBS. puppet. Oh, PBS, I, PBS. I just, just Google it. Yeah, I know. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah that. It's, it's that one thing everybody the has lemur. seen. Yeah, it's that one thing everybody has seen but doesn't quite remember. Yeah. Like, oh man, did that did that actually happen? Or am I just fucking crazy? Or unlocking a lot of old memories for me today. It's me That's what we and do. you and Zabumafu. <laughs> oh, you okay there? No. Yeah. <laughs> He's I'm, having I don't an aneurysm. So. Look, that thing, uh, uh, look, they had the cool the, that little treehouse thing, like, you know, uh, what did they have? Like some sort of shack in the middle of the forest? Animal junction is what I think it's called. Oh, yeah, and they had that, that vending machine, like, there was for every animal, I guess, and there was one for humans, and it was a pizza vending machine. <laughs> but Zippo was a little shit. He didn't want to talk unless you gave him garbanzo beans or something. Yeah, yeah, you had to feed him first, and then he would turn into a puppet. It's weird. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> it would cut between, like, a real lemur and then a puppet of that same lemur. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not being fooled by this. I can tell which is which as a nine-year-old. This is... Fuck I know you, yeah. you suck. You didn't outsmart me. <laughs> they had that weird limited animation claymation thing where like they had these like characters that were like abstract and they kept using the same animation over and over again. <laughs> yeah, like I think one of them was like a drill for a head. <laughs> <laughs> they just <Hell>? spin. <laughs> like it wasn't animation. They just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the boo would have to like cut like cut the show and just do have a segment where Sabumafu's like, hey, I just saw an animal, and it's just him trying to piece together this animal out of clay, and he's singing like, who could it be, this animal that I did see, you know? Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Pikachu! Pretty much. I did just find a Zabumafu EX Pokemon card on, on Google Images. Say what? Wow. Apparently he evolves in, from a badger, but that doesn't make any sense. That, that don't make sense. But his uh, his main attack is talk. Your opponent's Pokemon is now confused because of talking lemur. Holy and then shit. The, its main attack is, or its special attack is Martin and Chris. They have come to help Zab, uh, Zabu defeat you, and then it's 200 points of damage. I he see. evolves if he, if he has a garbanzo seed. No, a garbanzo stone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, uh, Pan, do you have any um, other news? Everyone's abandoning TV and going to Netflix, apparently. Oh, that's not really news. <laughs> that's reality. Is he? Because is yeah, Alex is he Hirsch, Jorge Gutierrez, um, Craig McCracken and a bunch of others are just going to Netflix and making their own stuff. I mean, ever just just like be I'm sure you guys all know. Every every cartoon station that we have now is all going to go to streaming eventually, so. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it, not like oh no, we'll have no more cable TV because that's why I feel like they're trying to push people to be like, "Oh, look, everyone's leaving to streaming. No one cares about cable anymore." It's well, yeah, no shit. I have an Apple TV. Half everybody does or Roku or a Google Chrome stick. Like, yeah. duh, everyone's yeah. going to streaming. Like, this isn't a surprise. And once the other networks go over, people are going to go back to those studios to do streaming on those platforms. Oh, like, it's not the <laughs> it's not the end of Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, but it is the end of cable, which makes me very happy. Yeah, me too. So then when Spectrum calls me, I can go, hey, Spectrum, 
Um, you now are owner of uh, of Cartoon Network uh, because you're part of AT&T. Thank you for your service. I can't say anything bad about you. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. AT- um, no, no, AT&T is like listening in on this. And, and then like one of the suits is just like holding their finger over the uh, a button that's just, just like terminate Andre. Oh, are are they listening? Hey, AT&T, stop calling me. I have internet and that's all I want. No one uses a landline. They all have cell phones. Please stop calling me. Please only offer me internet and just please stop calling me from where I used to live because it's really creepy. Okay, well, Ooh. while we're on the same subject, uh, Spectrum, please stop calling me about your streaming service. I cannot tell you how much I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't want your Roku stick. Get it out of here, AT&T. Who wants that? I don't want a stick. No, not mm. even not even a stick. Like for uh, for Spectrum, they're like, "Would you like to try our streaming service? It's like live TV." And I'm like, "That just sounds like cable." Oh, I thought that was the Roku. Now they have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cable. That's what it is. Every time oh. they call, I just go, "I have an Apple TV." And they're like, "Would you like a phone?" I have an Apple TV. And they're like, "Would you like cable?" I have an Apple TV. Um, would you like? I have an Apple TV. Internet, get with it. And then I hang up. Yeah, <laughs> show them. I, I, I mean, I don't blame the callers because they're just doing their job. But like, goddamn, just let me live. No, I say that. I say that because when they say, Is it, "Are we recording?" I usually always talk to the recording. <laughs> oh. if, if I'm not in a good mood, I'm not joking. I literally they'll call me, and if I'm really in a bad mood that day, I'll be like, "Are they recording this?" And they go, "Yes." I'm like, "This is not to you. This is to them." Yeah. Stop offering me this crap because no one's going to use it in the next five years at all. Like I'm gonna say, the best thing you can do for your business is just lean into the internet. For DVDs, when you bought a DVD, like how many times did you watch it realistically? Like once weekly. Depends what it was. We- weekly. I tried to watch VH- VHS. I walked watched them nonstop. Yeah, same yeah. here. But I think we but were also a like, kid at the time too, where you had more time. And you didn't understand that rewatching something would eventually wear you down. Right. Well, like I bought plenty of DVDs. I haven't even put in yet. I just wanted to own the thing. I still buy I still buy uh, DVDs and stuff because I'm very, very concerned about digital archiving. I exclusively buy Blu-rays now. Yeah, no, Blu-rays for me too. Especially Criterion because I love Criterion movies. They have a lot of good stuff. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. House Sue. Oh, I love House. Yeah, House is fucking lit. It's one of my favorite horror movies. It's just fucking it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's such a good time. It's one of those movies where people are like, it's not a real horror movie. Like, it's fun. It's for fun. Just chill. Yeah. <laughs> people got to learn to have more fun in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so much crazy shit going on in the world. Just learn to enjoy it. Like, people got upset over Venom. I'm like, Venom's a fun movie. It's great. Just sit back and enjoy a dude doing a really bad impression. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I love that that impression. It's so charming. <laughs> now, I'm not even being sarcastic. I genuinely love it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this the sequel to Venom since there there is that one after credits thing. What was in the after credits? Yeah, to watch the movie and find out. You're well, not I... tricking me into watching the movie. Please just tell me now. Too bad. No, I just well, said I, it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear it. You, Andre you, said carnage. Don't repeat it. Sure. Yeah, carnage is. Uh, no. Yeah, get fucked, man. Because spoilers for Venom's after credits, like the, the after credits for Venom, like uh, Ven- human Venom that's he goes into a prison and he's going to interview some guy because he's a journalist, and the guy's and it's Woody Harrelson with a red wig, and Woody Harrelson says, "When I get out of here, there's gonna be a whole lot of." carnage <laughs> the wig was pretty silly 
Well, it was like a. It looked like you got it like like an Afro clown wig from like the costume store. It looks like you got a Jeff the Killer mask from the costume store. Ooh. I, also, I, if, I that's just... your, if that's your real hair, I'm really sorry. Oh, rude. Shout out to him. <laughs> I just love when like uh, superhero movies are too afraid to say the superhero name, so they had to work it into the dialogue in some form. Like um, the second Hulk movie, the one where I, there was some scientist guy that was about to be mutated or something, and some military guy says, hey, mutate me with this, and the scientist tells him, I can't mutate with you with that. You'll become an abomination. Because <laughs> that's the name. I see. Yeah. I liked how, I mean, it was like, I don't think ever like saying the name of the movie or like the hero is like, I don't think there's any way around it where you can go like, yeah, but I am um, be, the mighty I, Thor, the dark world. Ready to be <laughs> I, I oh. think I didn't mind the venom one. That was just like, we are, but like, he was obviously prompted in the, the silly way where it's just like, who are you? We are Venom, and then it's just like, eh, I don't mind that one. Um, yeah. Captain America, I think, is the only like one of the few appropriate ones because they made him into a cartoon personified version of himself during the World War as mm-hmm. a gimmick to promote people. So when he's just like, "I'm Captain America," people are like, "Oh shit!" It's like if like Jeff Goldblum came in, he's like, "Hey, it's me, Jeff Goldblum," and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. A celebrity's here. But if it was like Iron Man, he'd be like, "I'm Iron Man." You'd be like, "Okay, cool." I guess we're kind of getting more used to allowing the superheroes to actually say their freaking name for once. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's also has... weird if you if you tiptoe around it and don't say it, you're also like, come on, just say it. Say freaking coward. <laughs> say the line. I'm Captain America. Yeah, but with 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 streaming, like I'm excited. Like stuff going to Netflix, like that's great. Like there needs to be more animation. There needs to be more opportunities. Netflix also mm-hmm. allows for more adult cartoons that are not sausage party um, and also there is it true that their standards and practices are super lax in general or um, there are none it, it it depends like i worked my my prior show um that i worked on i worked at this place called sprite animation it's a branch studio of another one it's a japanese animation studio but they have one here um and i was working on like this okay kids cartoon <laughs> for netflix but um but uh and then i got to work at some i guess just a little prop myself up i got to do some revisions on the pokemon animated series you know in uh, and i got to do some revisions for this um very minor minor stuff but like it was just extra work there handy to me when we were waiting for stuff and that's one thing a video game called snack world that released in japan it's really cool um mm-hmm. but yeah other than those cool things i got to slightly work on the 3d show that i worked on that i wasn't super jazzed about they had it was for netflix and it was one of the first cartoons actually made for netflix and it was 3d it's called kong king of the apes it's, oh you know take it for what it is <laughs> yeah um i learned that actually there are two different versions of kong copyright there is uh kong king of the apes and then there is king kong hmm. and those are hmm. apparently two separate copyrights hmm it's very yeah. fascinating actually yeah what, i guess what? that explains why and also nintendo's donkey kong <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess there's three <laughs> versions king kong yeah. but Working with them, they were standards and practices, and we get notes back, but they would just be, they're so different than what, like, a normal networks is. Like, with, like, the average network, they're always like, you got to have to make sure all the characters are wearing a seatbelt. In this one, they had something similar, but they were like, oh, we're in a helicopter, so everyone's got to hold on to something. Um, <laughs> which is weird, because, like, if you put people in a walking around helicopter um, in, like, an American cartoon, they don't have to hold on to anything. 
Hmm. So it's like their standards of practice are very different. And I think the standards and practices came, they weren't like Netflix had their own and they were very chill. We always get like a little bit of notes, but they're the company we were working for, which I don't remember who they were. They had their own standards and practices. So, so, so I've I've learned that depending on who it is and what the company is, they can also have their own version of it. Because when we do Ben 10, we have uh, our network standards and practices. We're actually, they're a lot more lax than you'd think. And then there are international um, standards and practices that depending on how uh, what your show is marketing towards will then be determined by that show, like the international, like, will these countries be upset about this? Are they trying to teach a certain lesson to kids about this? You have to take in a lot of different things in terms of standards and practices than just that country or that area standards. No, and but I don't think Netflix cares because <laughs> no matter what, they're they're doing their their, their own platform. Yes, they get yeah. to make up their rules. Like cable has to go by like a like yeah a standard that they all set. <laughs> and Netflix, so Netflix is theirs. basically international waters, no <laughs> rules. They could kill yeah. a man if they want to. Oh. Yeah, but the da- but the downside of that is like if a movie was like if a, if they, Netflix made a show that was planned to be released internationally, and um and it like it was like uh they made it and they're like oh we're gonna put it in all these other countries and let's say like most countries other than the United States hated it and no one wanted to watch it and these other countries it goes down Netflix would take it off, and whereas in like the U.S. they'd be like okay we have to like start adjusting things to appropriately have this cartoon still be able to air on all networks, um where I think like. Um, Netflix can afford to just take something down where with cable television you can't really afford to take something off because you're investing so much money in the show mm-hmm. but that could also be why maybe Netflix also is hemorrhaging money at the same time <laughs> uh oh yeah I was gonna say like last we heard about their like finances they were in great amounts of debt did that change yeah. at all or it, it'll get better just you know well, I don't work there fine. so I'm not sure but I, it's public knowledge at this point I think that it's uh, it, they're not doing so hot financially but Hey, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like, didn't they cancel a bunch of shows too? Yeah, well, here, here, here's something that I've also discussed with somebody. Their platform is terrible organiza- organization wise. Like, most of their own original content, I didn't even know was coming out. Like, when I came on one time, Orange is the New Black was on, and then I was just like, I didn't notice it till like three weeks later. And I was like, what? Wait, well, how long has this been here? Like, everything gets buried. There's stuff on there I find that's awesome that I never even knew went up there. Like the show we made that was for Netflix when Netflix didn't have a lot of original series, they didn't even put it up. It made me feel like they were embarrassed of it, but no. <laughs> but like they just threw it on and you had to like search for it. Like there's a lot, and after working on something like that, I realized there's a lot of shows they just throw up and don't ever talk about, and you never know. I worked there. on one. Uh, yeah? I worked on Kulipari Army of Frogs. Oh, I don't like, know what that is, but cool. Yeah, it's, it's a Netflix series. That, Probably because Netflix didn't put it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it, it's it's on their thing. You can search for it. I've never watched it, but it's there. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean. They just throw things up and then don't say anything about it. Yeah, I feel like their um, menu interface on the, on smart TVs is very disorganized. Like, I wish there was just a simple, like, here's everything listed that we have. And everything, the only way to see things is just, like, listed as action movies rand uh feel good movies and it's just like these weird specific things and it's like just yeah. give me a list they, an entire they list they have a lot of their own, they have so much original content now that they can warrant not even putting a netflix original on their their special page that they have at the top yeah like and that sucks because it's like oh more famous and what better paid people for this spot on the front get this page now and the rest of you netflix originals just get thrown in the dumpster mm-hmm yeah. Into the trash they go. 
<laughs> I was also going to say, um, in regards to uh, the organization on smart TVs, I'm just going to be honest. I think every fucking app on a smart TV has bad organization. Hulu's is the worst. Hulu's mm. is pretty bad. I really Hulu's don't like. I really don't like operating more. Hulu. It, it they just updated the the web browser and it's even worse somehow. And oh. I'm just like, can I just have simple buttons? And this reminds me, I gotta like, uh, <laughs> I gotta cancel my 14 day trial for some streaming uh, on uh, for for an app since I was just like, uh oh, I wanted the I wanted to watch something, but I gotta oh, I cancel think... it before they take money from my credit card. Just tell us, Pan, what were you trying to watch? Senran Kangura. Senran Kangura. Yeah. You could do worse. Yeah. You could do you could do cringier anime than Senran. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of anime, didn't uh, this might be old news at this point, but didn't Funimation leave uh, Crunchyroll, leaving it with like losing? Yeah, like, was a couple forty or fifty like animes gone. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, maybe I. I just know. Um, Spo told me that they um left Verve, so I don't know if they, they there's overlap there. Um, I'm pretty sure this is public knowledge. Um, cr- I think it's because uh, Crunchyroll is owned by AT and T in the bio, and I think Funimation is owned by Sony. If it I'm is. not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to separate because they were now owned by two different uh people who did not agree on the same contracting platform. Oh, it's like the parent trap. That's that's my assumption that I'm pu- puzzling from those pieces because that seems to make a lot of sense because a lot of shows now are kind of shifting due to the bio. Yeah, isn't Hulu mm-hmm. like one of the only pl- streaming platforms with like multiple like studios? Owners? Yeah, yeah, it's because when it was founded, it was like everyone jumped on it to be like, let's all invest in this company and Hulu. Like, whoever made Hulu was smart in the sense that like they're like, we know we're gonna go to streaming and let's offer deals that Netflix can't. And let's give them all own part ownership because I'm sure all those companies want part ownership or something, but they can't all part own Netflix. Well, I mean, at this point, isn't Hulu like mostly owned by Disney at this point? Is it? Because I know Disney's coming out with their own streaming service. Well, because because they, they bought Fox, and I think ABC's a third of it. Because no, it was like they three... bought they bought properties of Fox. Oh, okay. They they, they gutted it because like all their news and stuff that's still going to be their own thing. They what about bought the Simpsons like, because I've heard they bought I, they they bought all their cartoons. I think. I think they bought all their media, like TV shows, movies, and cartoons. And I think all their news and sports stuff they left to the Fox company. I I know that I know they probably weren't. Could be wrong. Trying to ma- someone fact. <laughs> I know they were trying to massively acquire like a lot of properties and stuff. But all I can think of is when they were trying to buy Fox, they were like, "Man, we really want the X Men back." Yeah, yeah, please. I would love them to cop calling them human enhanced <laughs> or enhanced humans. No, no, like just I just like the idea that like like people are like, oh man, Disney's so evil. They're like gonna take over the earth. And I'm just like I like thinking of the idea that we really want X-Men, so I guess we have to buy the rest of this too. Yeah. <laughs> I I want you are talking about how they, they can now call them mutants. And I just want like, are you human enhanced? No, um a mutant American. <laughs> oh. Um so who would you guys want? I mean, this is all animation related, I guess. So maybe I won't ask this question. <laughs> no, go for it. Do it now. I was going to say, who would you who would you want to play New Wolverine? Uh, hmm. Old Wolverine, Bart Simpson, like in live action or animated? Uh, I guess for the actor, because you know Hugh Jackman's not going to keep up. Oh, yeah, Hugh, well, ja- someone Hugh Jackman's who's young over and gruff. I don't know. I don't know. He's My live action now. actors really. <laughs> hmm. All right, fine. Um. Who would you want to play a cartoon Wolverine? 
Well, I think you can, pick from, you can pick from any voice actor from anime to cartoon or live action actors playing cartoon. Um, what I want is I want uh, Marvel to make a new cinematic universe for animation. And Wolverine is on every single thumbnail, even though he's not in the episodes proper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like Scott McNeil or yeah, Scott McNeil. I love him when he voiced uh, Wolverine. So. In the original or evolution? He did an evolution. So, which is my okay. favorite X Men cartoon. I want, I want them to uh, keep like adding. I, I want them to make a new X Men cartoon and keep rotoscoping stuff from John Hughes movies. That'd be great. <laughs> Behind this door, evil yearns to be free. But first, two pieces of a relic must be joined. They form a key, the Spider Stone. Now the X-Men must battle to keep the door closed and the evil within. Apocalypse. X-Men Evolution, an all-new episode is next right here on Kids WB. That's something, you remind me of something that I know people get upset about that I have. I, like, in animation, there's a lot of pe- animators or people who... Uh, like hate it when like or they say it's not real like creative work when somebody references something like animation like there's in boondocks there's a uh, scenes where they've replicated scenes from naruto um like certain fights and a lot of people just uh say like oh whoever boarded that or ever animated that like they're not a real anime they're not a real board artist because they paid an homage to this scene or whatever and i just i just don't agree with that like i think it's like people do it all the time even japan will do it to their own stuff well japan like, does it disney's done it like yeah and it's, it's like what an animation there's no there's no harm in like recreating or reusing something like sometimes you do it because you just want to pay love to something that you enjoy like i've done it like but that you still also still create new stuff it's just I know, I've seen a lot of artists online being harassed when they do it in their like, personal projects. And they're just like, well, you come with something original. It's like, well, they are making an original content. They just put this small bit in here that they they really liked from something else. And they want, thought it would work well with their thing. And it's like, that I doesn't think, make that person any less talented or original. I think the difference now is that like before, people weren't as in tune with everything. Like Everyone doesn't have the giant catalog and knowledge of stuff. So like, because everything makes references. Like Star Wars yeah. is nothing but a hodgepodge of things that George Lucas was into, you know. Yeah. Um. But now that we now know stuff and we are more connected, we can watch the stuff. We have a catalog. We have the archive. Now it doesn't seem as like charming or as clever because we're in on the joke, or we're not necessarily yeah. the joke, but we're in on the reference. Yeah, and I, I I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree, and I think that um, it's like now that everything's accessible on the internet, people who who never had any animation or not being an animator now has that that available knowledge. So sometimes I feel like, as someone who's working in the industry, I look back and say like, oh, kind of this some like it almost seems like the mass of of people who are um, like learning about animation for the first time as a whole group as things become more and more out there for everybody else that aren't in the industry. I feel like everybody's like kind of going through the phases that I did when I was going through school and stuff where I'm like learning how to like have a, a detective eye to animation or film and like figuring things out and then thinking you know a bunch of stuff and then finding out you actually don't know a lot of stuff. And then I feel like I see a lot of that just as a, as a whole in terms of the community. And I feel like sometimes that's what happens when people are being harassed like that. Um, people who are just like they just found out about this or um, they think they know better even though they might not be an animator or in that thing in that kind of scenario and then they harass people for it and I'm just like 
you gotta let them catch up they'll get there <laughs> i agree with you i think uh also i think there's a lot of like really loud um there's some some things that get really weird where uh people the hive mind all kind of agreed on a thing and it's not inherently correct mm-hmm. like 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 i've seen a couple of like different concepts like uh cal arts for example that that term be used and it's not like what yeah, people yeah, I hate that like, <laughs> like it, it, it's been snowballed into something else and so like yeah uh you have to kind of decide if like uh if the actual definition of what it meant is real or if the new perception like w- what's more important you know yeah and i'm sure you guys are savvy enough and probably talked about this before that every generation of animation does have trends and it's always been like that even like japanese animation has trends like that they're just similar uh, design or quality or like a thing in that moment, like even action themes or comedy themes, everything's just kind of in a, in a stage. Everything used to look like He-Man <laughs> back in the day. Oh, that was the CalArts of the eighties. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, like, like I can attest to this as someone who works at Cartoon Network and has worked there for like the last three years, three and plus years. There is so much a variety of artists there for for the listeners. There are so many people there. I hardly know any CalArts people that actually work at Cartoon Network. Nolan, Pan, you got quiet. You guys, What's up? Oh, I don't know. I'm just like, you guys want to get into the questions? I was listening. Oh. I just I just don't <laughs> have much to add at the moment. Yeah, you know, we can listen, Izzy. Um, oh, no, I just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to make sure everyone was part of the conversation. I'm sorry that I was thinking oh, no. about your feeling. We wanted to start you know. a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Just like the staff of Voltron. No. Yeah. <laughs> the problem the animation every... industry is diverse. That's my end to note there. It's diverse in every way. It's diverse, but sometimes there are projects where you can't show it. Oh, I guess I was talking more about the people that work behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's people from all over. You've got mail. Two pan pizza. Of, uh, I'll edit this out, but uh, please remember to uh, unsubscribe from Crunchyroll's 14-day free trial and watch the last remaining episodes of Senran Kangaroo Peach Beach Splash. Yes. Wait, did you, anyway. did you wait? Did you just leave a note to yourself here, right now? <laughs> yes, I'll remember it. <laughs> what? I'm gonna edit this podcast, so I need don't to, forget, a reminder. Don't forget to go pick up my groceries. Wait, um, why don't you just from their soccer game? Why don't you just write it down? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna for sure edit this. That's that's. Why guaranteed. don't you write it down like on a notepad or like a fucking loose leaf? Oh, who uses a notepad in this day and age? <laughs> You 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 could you could use your fucking you could use your fucking phone. How how like text myself? Your phone has what, what? your phone? No, your phone has a memo feature. You can write down notes. Am and I then gonna remember to look at the memos you. later? You can leave remind. You can leave timed or dated or location based reminders. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Izzy! It's not that funny. <laughs> look. Guaranteed, I'm gonna have to edit this podcast, so I'm gonna hear that note and be like, "Oh yeah, watch Senran Kangura and uh, uh, remove the 14 day free trial." You, you got you. You wanted to hide the fact that you watched Senran Kagura, and now you're just like, "Remember to watch Senran Kagura in front of everyone to hear." Shh. Like, what, what, what was your end game? What do you? What was your end goal with that? Just out of curiosity. 
you know. I, look, maybe I have some fans who are into Senran Kungura, and they're like, "Hey, whoa, Pan's got Pan likes right. Senran Kungura." Everybody, who? everybody who's listening to this after like the the stream, please at, please type. Pan, remember to watch Senran Kagura just so he remembers. Just, just yes. okay. Can you title that this episode? Yeah, title that. Pan just needs title to this episode. Remember, <laughs> remember to watch Senran Kagura with uh with Andre. <laughs> okay. Sure, <why> not? <laughs> so, so which 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 is your favorite Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash character? Mine's uh the green haired girl. I don't know their names. I don't care about what the story at all. What are you talking about? What? What? Senran Kungura. Nobody knows what. God damn it! I don't. I like the green-haired girl who has no emotions. I've never seen what you're talking oh, I'm about. Go I'm googling this. Let me yeah. see what this is. Oh my just, god! Is it gonna be like just mostly boobies? Yes. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, at least you're there's also an octopus on. There's also octopus on boobs. Yeah, that's it. All right. Someone link me to the intro. They got good diversity. There's a grandma here. I, I like how I like how when you're googling for a uh, a show that's basically just etchy, like your first inclination is to go. I wonder how the representation is. <laughs> Grandmas. <laughs> yeah, we need to diversify Senra and Kangura, You know. Hey, I'm looking at this one photo with all the girls, and then there's a little grandma on the side. A grandma? Yeah, that's a grandma. I, you know, like you're never too old to join in. You know. <laughs> oh my God! Just stop talking, please. Christ almighty. Yeah. Aren't we supposed to be attacking questions? No. Hey, let's get into too, questions. No, it's too late. Cool. It's, it's too late for that. Uh, we can't. Qu chat, what's your favorite Senran and Kungura Peach Beach Splash character? Oh my god. Oh my god. Madam Hustler says, question, what are your thoughts on the Denver The Last Dinosaur reboot? What's Denver? Who? It's a 80s cartoon about a dinosaur and he's the last dinosaur and it's like Denver, the last dinosaur. What's He's a dinosaur? my friend and so much more. Which oh, that, that was the theme song. This looks familiar. It's eighties as heck. Oh no, I do remember this. I remember that gross long neck dinosaur. I'm sorry. I guess I just gave you my opinion. I think he's a gross long neck dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the old show was eighties as hell, and I'm like, is was this show even any good? I mean, like, I'm sure people are gonna be mad about any reboot, but it's like, was the old show even good to begin with? It looks dated. <laughs> I mean, I guess my opinion isn't isn't valid because I just talk about him visually, but <laughs> but yeah, well, the yeah. theme song for Denver: The Last Dinosaur was always like, "He's my friend," and so much more. And I'm curious, what does he mean by this? How is he these kids' friend and so much more? What does the so much more insinuate here? He's friends with benefits with the kids. That's what um, you're implying. I know, but it's That's like what you set up, and what, I. What does the show imply? They can't mean that. I think it's just so much more. It's just you know, like, Pan, you're such a good friend, and so much more. That was very nice of you, Izzy. That was a very nice thing to say. Fuck you, Nolan. Okay. Oh, hang on. Here's a question that's related. Um, question, Pan, in your Lost Superheroes cartoon top 10, you mentioned a guy who worked on that Team T pilot. You said he worked on something else that you would cover later in a video. What was that? Okay, so okay, so there was a cartoon that he worked on, and it turned out to be Neo Yokio, which at the time of making that video, it was it was missing from the internet, but then it just popped up on Netflix randomly. So yeah, it was Neo Yokio. Pan worked on Neo Yokio? I didn't. It was some guy I talked about who worked on some TMNT uh, pilot from the 2000s. I, I want to work on Neo Yokio. That would be fun. 
I love Neo. They're making a uh, Christmas special movie. I still don't know. Oh, are they? Is Neo Yokio like ironic? Like, I think it's, so. It's... <laughs> I I honestly don't know because it's like I know Jaden Smith didn't write it or anything, but it's just like it it feels like how Jaden Smith thinks. I, I feel like I feel like the way it was is Jaden was a part of the process in the sense that he sat there and told them what he felt and what he wanted the vibe to be as they made it probably, and that's probably <laughs> why you get that like strange Jaden vibe. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the writers, I have no idea if they had ulterior motives to what he was telling them. <laughs> no one knows. Either that's, way, it turned that's out why great. it works. Sometimes you just need a cartoon that you don't know if it's sincere or if it's like ironic, and that's why it works. Someone asked like what our thoughts on Has Been Hotel is, and I think that's kind of cool to talk about because it's not like a network made show. Yeah, something more indie. I think it looks cool and it has uh, promise because I have no idea where it's going to go. Not enough out there for me to know a full opinion on it, but it looks cool. I like the I, I like the idea of it, but the animation looks like it's barely held together. Oh. What's the term I'm looking for? They like drawing unique poses for each frame, even when they should be holding certain parts of their bodies, I guess. So mm. everything kind of mm. looks very like unintentionally like. What's the, like like boiled lines, I guess, but not like it how it, Ed and Eddie does it, you know? Uh, Y'all get what I'm saying? Do I make any sense? Yeah. Am I talking out of my asshole? I don't know. <laughs> I, I look at it and just go, you got more uh, determination and work ethic than I do because I don't know if I could ever make a show for, by myself. <laughs> like with hardly any money or funding. Mm-hmm. So I give them props to just making something that they love. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That goes without saying. It's just like, that was just my thoughts. I'm a very yeah. nitpicky asshole. So... Mm-hmm. It looks like it was a comic before, from what I'm looking at. Probably, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of um, bleed in from uh, people who work on comics to animation, as far as I've heard. Yeah, a lot of these days. Next question, because I, I haven't seen anything that has been hotel. I've heard people talk about it, but I haven't actually watched watched anything of it myself. Yeah, I, I like I, I've seen like images of it, and I haven't really like I haven't watched it. I don't think I really have interest in it. They've released a lot of clips. For Ooh. what? has been hotel oh i thought we were talking about something else um <laughs> um yeah i saw the they did like a big music number thing that was really cool there's like so many characters i can't imagine drawing all of them. oofa doofa <laughs> oofa doofa <laughs> what's all the right. worst website you've ever visited i was about to ask i was about to read the same one okay so m.i.a the, the music artist she apparently is a graphic designer herself and around 2008 she had her own website, and it was nothing but wall-to-wall gifts, like flashing oh, fucking gifts. The whole page. It was literally one of the worst things I've ever seen. In fact, I was in college, and I was in a graphic design class, and someone asked the teacher asked us to bring in the worst thing we ever desi- we've seen ever designed. I yes. brought that in and won. Yeah, good job, oh, you God. Did it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find a like a like an archive website for it because it's it's. it's I've it's got something. one. Go for it. Yeah, go um, for it. Facebook. I remember Aqua Teen Hunger Force had this one website based on the some internet wizard guy. And when you go on this website that was in Aqua Teen, it just spams you with a bunch of pop-ups. And you you just have to like shut down your entire browser to stop it. It was Andre's turn. <laughs> oh, sorry. I yelled it like three times. It's Facebook. Oh, Facebook? <laughs> Always. The, Facebook is the worst website I've ever seen in my life. It's Everything is like a... Everything's like a goddamn advertisement, and it hurts my eyes. I barely go on it. 
Yeah. I go on but, it a lot because only I can only talk to people on it because they refuse to get any other form of instant messenger. Yeah. Fa- for me, family, since I don't live in Detroit anymore. Guess so. what I found? Click this. Is it the, is it the GIF website? Yes. Look Good how job. bad no, this was. Um, this this site was designed to be bad on purpose, but Eric Andre's homepage is awful looking, and I love it. Most of these images won't load, but yeah, I can already tell. <laughs> In more of a technical way that a, a website's bad, uh, one I would say is terrible is a Webtoons, where I upload my webcomic. It's <laughs> like we're trying to upload anything on there is always a hassle because it's like it just keeps warning you like you upload an image and it just says, no, it has to be 800 by something resolution, which is utter shit resolution if you're on a desktop. And then you try it again. It's like, no, it has to be a JPEG now. And it's just like, just let me upload the thing, damn it. It sounds like they don't have a lot of storage space on their computer. And there's their bandwidth. Uh, But like, honestly, there's a lot of websites that used to be super good. And each update to make it more user-friendly makes it less user-friendly. Like, remember when yeah. PhotoBucket was, like, the one website to use if you ever want to hotlink an image? Oh, it, it was so quick to upload crap, too. Yeah, but now it's, like, try, it, like it, it doesn't want to be that anymore, and it's, like, its own thing. It's weird. Or, um, like, mm. I remember when Google Drive was super convenient, but now it's all these, like, flashy HTML5, like, windows, and I can't just simply right-click and download. I have to, like, right-click, go to a menu, do it. It's, I hate it. Yeah, that, that's um. awful. Um, Twitter's about to make some interesting changes that could really change the idea of how people want to use it. They're removing likes. Boo. Well, is like that, the like I thought, No, I, I thought that was a rumor or a hoax. No, it's a thing. No, it's a thing. Um, it they And they used like something that... Uh, this wasn't it, what made them decide to do it, but they were using like an argument that Kanye West made. And when I read his argument, not his argument, but his stance, he said it was, which was unseparated from it. He was actually... He, Unlike everything else he's been saying recently, it actually made some sense in the sense that it was like a lot of people are using likes on Twitter to use certain toxic environments. Like apparently there's a lot of kids out there that are actually threatening to commit suicide unless they get a certain amount of likes. Now they'll get no likes. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of just like, oh, people are kind of like lost the sight of what liking something means, which is to say, I appreciate this. But they don't like the the superficial like like this post if you agree or retweet this post if you agree. So I think they're just trying to be like, they've realized that it's really toxic is what they're saying. And I don't necessarily disagree with them. Funny considering no, it's Twitter and they don't ban Nazis at all. What they're trying to do <laughs> is they are trying to um, get it to where no one can ever make those polls where it's like retweet of this one or like the other. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. fair too. That's always a flawed system because the one that reblogs is going to get uh, more viewership, you know? And what if you want to share it to get somebody else's opinion? You've tainted the numbers. Yeah. 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 But I think retweeting will be still be there. It's just that the like system is they're they're talking about removing. But they said they're trying to do it in a way and work a system in that could might substitute it. But I literally don't have no idea what that's gonna be. Well, thumbs up like, and thumbs up and thumbs down. Twitter's yeah, been be trying remo- to like say they're trying to get more people to debate and talk and engage in Twitter more. But that's what people um, so, already fucking do. God, right, yeah. but they want it more. Because <laughs> um, I know that like, they were also trying to like show people opposite opinions more, so there's no echo chambers. Then there'll just be more people fighting, I guess. But, well, what other questions are there? Hopefully good ones. What makes a good humorous cartoon villain? Flaws. 
um, co- contrast a foil, a foil either by, uh, well, I guess just a foil in general. Being able to back it up. Um, all I can say is don't put don't put monologues in. That's just a criticism over villains in a general sense. I think Yzma is a great example of a good villain. If from if a you're group. either I like subversion a lot. That's one of my favorite tropes. Like Syndrome, like starts monologuing, and when Mister Incredible tries to make a move, but Syndrome's too quick for him, he's like, "You sly dog, you got me monologuing." Yeah, I feel like if you do it in like a fun, creative way, yeah. Fun creative subversive cheeky just like you get you yeah, understand yeah, the I trope agree. and you turn it on its head in a way that isn't cringy and embarrassing yeah. you know like as long as he's at an actual threat he can still be funny i like when movies start subverting things so often that when they not subvert it it's now the subversion yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's the issue with subversion it's now just like, kind of like the thing to do but nobody thinks about how it the implications or the creativity behind it, sort of like uh, Lindsay Ellis's Beauty and the Beast video, because it's one of my favorite video essays on the YouTube. It's really, really good. and talks about how subverting expectations or recontextualizing things isn't always necessarily a good thing, like how the Beauty and the Beast live-action remake uh, recontextualizes and subverts expectations from the original, and it winds up just being a weaker piece because of it. It's really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love Lindsay Ellis. Thank you for my life. Someone said, what does an inverse chicken nugget look like? Meat on the outside and all the crunchy stuff in the center. Yeah, you just, stu- you just stuff a chicken oh. with breading. That's it. It's not hard. It just looks like meat yeah. glue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, there, was, there was a recipe on the Tasty Facebook for like stuffed chicken breast and it was like stuffed with cheese. And I'm like, why would you do that? I can't think of anything less appetizing than just like biting into a chicken breast and all of a sudden just like cheese leaks out of it. Foul. Question. Yes. Pineapple on pizza. Yes, no? No. Eh, I never no. tried. I like it, but. It's okay, Izzy. It's okay to be wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you Remember were. Remember when I said earlier about everybody's subjective and that's okay? I was wrong. Everybody's, there's an answer for everything. <laughs> there's an answer for everything. And it's not fucking I, pineapple I, on pizza. I rescind everything I've said. <laughs> What's a franchise place that has the best pizza? I'd say BJ's Brewery. I love the the white pizza. Um, Franchise pizza. Uh, What's the franchise pizza you like? It depends on what you consider a franchise. Like, is it like? Is it well, like fast food pizza or is it like any place that has like, a, you know, it's not just some random location in some town somewhere. It's a every place, pizza all place is a random location. Technically, speaking. I'm I'm not I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm a little Caesars person. Part of it's devotion oh my. to the fact that it's it, part of it's the is de facto to the fact that I'm from Detroit. And that's just my well, do you like it <laughs> hot and ready's or do you have a specific? I actually just like eating it. It actually I actually like the taste. Hmm. Is it just a comfort food thing? Is that it? Probably. Like, if I ever have a party, I just buy, like, three boxes and just slam it. Me, I can eat, like, I, a whole box of those. I, I can eat a whole box of pizza by myself. Um, when I when we had the Momocon pizza party, I never got the chance to, though, because apparently, from what I heard, Jack's Blade ate almost half a box. That mother- <laughs> He's a bodybuilder, though. I don't yeah. care. We spent, I spent a lot of money on that piece and he ate almost <laughs> a good chunk of them. I'm going to fight him, probably die in the process. Sad. But I'll I had it. half a pizza because I was like, I'm cheating on my diet. I'm going to eat a lot. Okay. Well, you're allowed <laughs> to because you're Thank my you. friend. You're my, you're I my also, I, I chipped in a little bit. You did. You and, you and Pan did. And I appreciate that. Thank you. We love Ooh. you. Well, I mean, I mean Pan- fuck you, Nolan. Oh. Well, I mean, I know you love me, Izzy. I don't know where Pan stands on our relationship, but 
I appreciate him regardless. You guys don't know this, but the Pizza Party Podcast is just a polyamorous podcast. We're all in a relationship together. Uh oh, that's sweet. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't even say polyamorous. I'd say we're kind of just like it's like how me and Spo live together and we're basically married. Uh, You guys are my favorite OTP. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, We actually got a junk mail letter that said the Baker household, and I was like, Spo, you do realize this means you're my wife now, right? (laughs) <laughs> he, t- he took your name that's so cute i know <laughs> and he's like oh shit i guess i am that's just how spo reacts to things he's just like well i guess that's that's it then huh <laughs> i love spo to death i need a i haven't heard from him in a while huh someone someone said little caesars is the only place with the cartoon character mascot that's mm. true no like we used to have the noid yeah, we used to have the. No- I was gonna say we used to have the Noid, but they might mean currently. Yeah, they, they're tr- they're trying to bring back the Noid, but I wouldn't after that incident. Bring back the Noid. <laughs> Let them say fuck. People, people, uh, remember don't remember that the Noid almost caused a hostage crisis situation. So it's fine now. Classic. They brought him back for like one commercial. Someone said, "Who's my OTP?" But for what? Anything in general. <laughs> what is your favorite one true pairing besides Nolan Spo? Oh, oh shit! I actually recently discovered. Oh, I actually am a really, really big fan of Jack and Gabe from Watch. Oh, like that pairing. That's cute. Uh, Reaper and and uh, Soldier. I think that like because they separate later, and just the fact that they have that whole like dynamic of like, oh, we separated. Like we used to work together. We got like uh, driven apart by our different opinions, which is like you know it's normal. It's not like anything creative or new. But like the way those characters' personalities are, it's like kind of cute. Like they both are masked people, so I was just figured if they hung out, they'd just be like, "Hey, masked man," and he'd be like, "What do you want?" Like you look familiar. Your shoulders are broad just like my ex-boyfriend's yeah and you got a nice figure like my ex-boyfriend your mom (laughs) wanna hang out (laughs) they just mysteriously end up dating again (laughs) when they take their masks off (laughs) one of my favorite um otps was a ben from like alien force uh ultimate alien continuity and cora it's a crack ship Mm -hmm. i guess but i thought they would be cute together I still stand by that. And this was before Cora was like 20 and I realized the show was terrible. So, uh, Tragic. also, I know Katrin's Katrin's in the audience. And yes, Kelly has influenced me. She was on that, my board, my, uh, ex board partner. Um, we, she got me really into that pairing of, uh, soldier and reaper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's yours, Pan? Is it was I'm sure it's going to be something not totally embarrassing. I don't think about shipping. I don't know. You know, you don't think about, don't a think co- about shipping. Don't lie to us. I got I got my own relationship issues to worry yeah. about, you know, I mean, to be fair, I didn't have any shipping until I was introduced to the, to them. So I thought Margaret and Mordecai would get together, but it didn't happen just like real life, you know, <laughs> To be honest, um, I'm with you. I didn't actually think um, shipping or like pairings. I just kind of like let the show do what they wanted to do. Uh, I mean, like Steven <laughs> Universe, I really wanted Rose and Pearl to actually be a good couple, but no, you know, that, they, that, they didn't that let part. you. No, it did I, not. I like, I like the ones that leave it open for the audience to just figure out, like for them to figure out on their own. Because like once it starts pairing in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the couple. Okay, cool. I, but like when you listen, like when yeah. the fact that almost every character in Overwatch has acknowledgement other than Tracer of a couple system, like it's like oh they're all kind of free game to pair whoever you want. 
um and like that you know i feel like that works with a lot of other things unless you're just a fan of one existing like i'm I guess it's like a call out at my girlfriend <laughs> and she's like not into any ship pairings ever in her life either until uh venom where she's jumped on the bandwagon of everybody shipping uh, eddie and venom together <laughs> mm-hmm. one pairing that i that's pretty popular that i don't like that much is katara and ang because it feels really weird and uncomfortable it's like I, can't, I don't. I don't think I could think of shipping in that show. Period. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the thing. It's like I guess because I feel uncomfortable shipping children. I mean, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, media has always done it though, so it's just kind of like whatever. In my case, but like whenever I think well, of how like Aang and Katara have been contextualized, it's always been like a mother and son type relationship until the third season. And it's just like, oh uh, no. I'm not, I always I'm saw not more of as like an older sister vibe. They they do make a lot of jokes about her. Either being the either way, you know. Either way, it's not appropriate. <laughs> okay, you know, um, actually, a shipping thing that I got into as a kid that I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. I always paired Ty and Sora together in Digimon. But then oh, the Digimon. season two, it just came. It felt like it came out of nowhere that all of a sudden Sora and Matt are dating. How could they? I know the betrayal. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think they kind of gleamed that they kind of like broke up in the like one of the o- Digimon OVAs. <laughs> it, yeah, in the movie, it was like uh, Ty and Sora got into a fight, and I guess uh, the guy with the power of friendship fucking came in and stole his girl. <laughs> no. uh, I mean. Uh... Like I'm not like that's how I pieced together as a kid. I was like, oh, they're gonna be together, and then like when that mo- like when that OVA happened, I thought it was like all canon stuff. So I was just like, oh no, they broke up. And then, <laughs> so like when that happened later, I was like, well, they broke up. Whatever. Tyler found a different girlfriend, I guess, or boyfriend. I don't know what he's into. Everything. Everything. They're Omni Monson sexual. He's into, into di- Anju Into Digimon. Okay, everyone's into Anju Woman. I've had to draw. I've had to draw Digimon. Uh, a couple times and i still don't get it just like what do you, what do y'all see in these things i like going like back pokemon, as but edgier well like going back as an adult and just learning that like all the female digimon are just bdsm like come yeah, it. true yeah <laughs> i think the creators got something going on there everyone draws what they like and uh i guess he he was like telling a little something about himself there remember when uh remember when somebody made a fake article about how soda was like sneaking in incest subtext into a one of the episodes. What? This oh, was, this, yeah, yeah. Is, is that you especially need to remember? Wait, wait, wait. It was, wait, wait was, was Hasoda part of the TV show? I thought he was just only a part of the OVAs. He did oh. a episode. There was yeah. an episode in the first season where Ty, hmm. it's immediately after Edamon gets destroyed, Ty gets sucked into the real world. And don't worry, I'll let you tell the actual story. You know, I'm just recapping the thing. Go um, for it. But basically, Ty got sucked into the real world, and when he goes back... Kari's like super like he finds out that the time hasn't passed. Kari's sick and Kari's being really fucking weird. And mm-hmm. then he goes back into the digital world. Okay. But that, like the style and animation was completely different because it was a different director. I want to see that. I, I haven't rewatched a lot of the first yeah. season. Although the lot I rewatched a little bit just for nostalgia's sake, and I was just laughing at it so much. <laughs> like no, I think they were all yeah. fighting what De- what is it? Devilmon? Devilmon? Who's the main the first bondage uh Devimon. Devimon. Yeah. they were all like jumping on him and attacking him at the same time like the first time they fight him and then like they hit um togemon off and when she hits the ground she's like oh my needles hurt and like <laughs> i'm like what oh. are they like an appendage like what 
did you like kill yourself? Like, I don't. What's going on here? <laughs> oh. I'm not a living cactus, so I guess I wouldn't know. But no, no. Now tell the creepy pasta stuff. <laughs> the creepy pot. I like that. So, um, somebody went through, admittedly, a great deal of effort to make this like fake interview with Mamoru Hosoda about how that episode that Izzy referenced was incestual subtext and like various like it's about like discovering uh i i don't remember exactly the details and it's definitely fake it was confirmed fake but um thank god <laughs> and it was just about like uh rom it was romance and stuff and discovering love or whatever or the relationship between a brother and a sister i don't know it was really weird and it, it fooled me for a bit and then somebody was like you know it's fake right and i'm like damn I love I, I thrive on controversy. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're honest about that. I love right. the salt. <laughs> I will tell you one controversial thing about Digimon. <gasps> in season two, why the fuck does the dinosaur Digimon and the angel Digimon turn into a goddamn teacup? What the fuck? What? Yeah, no. They're, they're, so in What's the name two, of this Digimon? In, in season two, the big fucking thing was um, the Digimon could DNA Digivolve and combine into one. So like two champions could become an ultimate because they couldn't go ultimate. And so you have the you have the the dragon and mm -hmm. the the, mm -hmm. the bug become a dragon bug. Okay, cool. You have the the angel, or well, the cat and the bird turn into this cat bird thing. You yeah. have a dinosaur and an angel, and it turns into a fucking teacup. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what, is this, what is the teacup Digimon's name? I can't remember. I'll, I'll pull it up. Fucking teacup okay, mon. I want to see teacup mon. Isn't that that weird statue thing? Yeah, it's like a. It, it's probably like some like holy Japanese relic or something. But it looks fucking awful, and it pissed me off. I was watching some uh, Did You Know gaming video of uh, Breath of the Wild, and apparently it's some old ancient uh, statue that nobody knows the meaning of anymore. The technology and look of the Shika culture was inspired by the Jomon period in Japanese history, which isn't well known outside of Japan. One example of this Jomon influence can be found with Akala's lab robot, Cherry. Cherry looks a lot like a dogu, a type of figurine from the Jomon period. There's over 15,000 of these dogu figures in the real world, but because the Jomon period took place over thousands of years, their purpose had been lost to time. Thank God for Digino Gaming. They make good shit. They really yeah. do. Shoutouts. Do you guys want to get, like, uh, Daz or... Uh, or um, I, I, I tur It turns out they were actually, like, part of the Spriders resource back when I was in high school. Oh. I know, hmm. I know like, half the Digino Gaming guys. What? <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, at uh, at one of the indie pop cons, it was great. It was like one of those things where I was like, I'm pretty sure Shane's badass Bill. And I walk up to him and he's like, oh yeah, I know who you are. And I was like, holy shit. <gasps> it's like magic. Yeah. Hmm. So the world's smaller than you expect. No, no. So the people who worked on Spriders Resource are the same people who worked on Did You Know Gaming? Uh, well... Well, okay, so, like, the guy who started Pixel Tendo and Spriters Resource is currently working on Game Maker's Toolkit. That's Mark Brown. And then um, when he gave up the website, he started with Shane Gill and um, I Daniel Brown, I think, is also the other person. And that I know them as Badass Bill and Daz. Um, and they both ran Pixel Tendo at separate times. And I think Shane is the one in control of Digino Gaming and Daz voices a lot of uh, when they don't have a special guest. 
him and this guy named Greg, who I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's epic. Yeah. Bring them to but us. Is that all for and then, the... like, to throw that in oh. there, uh, one of my friends, Star Power, he does, um, he's part of Smashified. Like, he's not Omni. He's uh, one of the other guys. Um, what? Are you okay? Are you having any... What's up? I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited. Keep going. You're talking. Oh, uh, I mean, like, I can't, I can't think of anyone else, right? Oh, well, then Fario, um, Marja Mike from Fire Emblem. Mar- <laughs> no, um, the guy who did all the JonTron animations, he was also from Pixel Tendo. Uh, and I think that's everyone that's like, uh, and that's all I can think of on top of my head. All right, I found the Digimon. Oh, did you? Sorry, I was still looking. Someone in the someone in the audience said the name. It's Shakuku or Shakokuman. Okay. Shakokuman. It looks more religious Shakuku. than it does a teacup. Shakuku for cocoa puffs. Yes. <laughs> okay, but um, look at the other one though. Like, it, okay, so like, it, it's probably not that bad as far as what it's actually like referencing. But like, um, the problem is that the other ones look like an actual fusion of the two Digimon. But that one yeah, just comes one out looks of like no relation. So this yes. is what Homeworld thinks of fusion. <laughs> oh. oh. Hey. Here, is that go. all for Digimon? Because I, I, I see a good question. Yeah. Go what, is it? Right. what is it? Joe Toons has a question. What's a good example of a self-insert character in a cartoon? There are tons of self-insert characters in cartoons. Like, man, I mean, the Simpsons were just mad graining self-inserting himself and I think his family into a show. Yeah. Regular show. There's a Gravity crap, Falls. A crap ton of the Ben 10 cast can be found. Like, create, like artists can be found in episodes of Ben 10. I really, yeah, but like, actually, we're, not, we're not the greatest, but <laughs> I actually um, want to um, piggyback off of Pan's The Simpsons because I love the story of how The Simpsons was made. It was basically like um, Matt Groening was going in to sell the Life is Hell comic. I think he actually said this in a video, Pan. I don't know, but I'm telling it anyway because I love it. Um, and like during the meeting, he got cold feet and he's like, fuck, I don't want to sell these guys. I love them. But what else can I sell? And then he's like, uh, fuck. And then he just drew the Simpsons on like a piece of paper. And he was like, here's my cartoon. And now it's the most successful animated show of all time. It's just so funny to me. Mm. I love it. What you're trying to say is don't ever try. Yes. Well, okay. That, that used to scare me when I was younger. Cause I remember thinking like, wait a minute, the Simpsons was just some guy's half-assed effort. But then I thought about it more. And it's like the, the, the initial start of it was a half-assed effort, but just yeah. the people working together and making something out of that <laughs> is what really made it made the Simpsons what it was. It wasn't just, let's just throw whatever at the wall. It was like, they actually worked after that, you know? Well, yeah, obviously, but I, I just still think it's a funny story. That line. I don't know, but I'm trying to tell my younger self for some. Well, your younger self you know, is dead now. You're the new you. I know, but there's there's likely other people who think like my younger self. So you know, this is like this is like some persona shit. Yeah. Said, Do you remember when Lance Armstrong was in Arthur? Lance Armstrong. But yeah, I remember him in Arthur. <laughs> but yeah, but I remember really when gross, people say he had a really a, gross human face. If I remember. Every every oh, cameo God, yeah. character had a gross human face, but uh, one thing I do remember is uh, the episode where um, you could send a picture of a like one of your loved ones into Arthur, and they'd make an episode out of it. But it was like Aww. it was like a preset template, and it was like B went to the store with Arthur, or Jill 
went to the store with Arthur. Oh, you remember that shit? That that shit was hilarious. I vaguely remember something like that. I want. I you should do a Midnight Society on it. That would be. Is it anywhere online? Yeah, <laughs> you can find it. It's just like a pre-recorded Arthur episode that, like, if you sent in some like money and a picture of a like your kid or something, they would be in an episode with Arthur. Um, you guys got a question specifically huh. to you guys. Huh. Um. Do you worry about getting old? As in, do you see yourselves doing uh, this podcast when you're like 33? I don't think about that too much. Yeah, let's not think about that. Go ahead. No, you. I said. Uh, I was gonna say was I. It pops in my mind occasionally. Cause I'm getting closer and closer to the 30 because I'm 28. I'll be 29 in January, and so it's like uh am i further enough in my career am i doing this but i try to kind of push it off a little bit because you know it's kind of depressing i'll be, I'll be 29 <laughs> this year i'll say i'll sometimes wake up with like cold sweats thinking about death but it's not like oh we're going back on. to the death conversation okay so like <laughs> seriously <laughs> i just can't imagine like not existing like like that's, what happens that's when exact, you die that, that's what messes me up I'll wake up randomly with cold sweats and like, well, not cold sweats. I'll wake up randomly in the night. And then my first thought is just sitting in my room, like looking at my room and I'll be like, eventually this won't be here anymore. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Right, right, right. Like, like, like legitimately like <laughs> things existed before my idea of what reality is and things are going to exist after I'm gone. That just... and that's the only thing that messes me up too is like, if you weren't born and you had like your parents had a different kid, is that still going to be you or is that not be like? I am thou, thou art I, <laughs> you who opens the door. Like, I don't know, that stuff like freaks me out, but I still keep thinking about it and it makes me just want to like, it motivates me to do more with my life, but it's also just like, I feel pretty lonely right now. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, just, skip this. It, hey, it doesn't skip bother. this. It, it, okay, I'm, I'm not going to add on to Pan's fear and make him cry, but like, I just sort of, uh -huh. I just sort of don't worry anymore. I'm sort of just kind of miserable all the time. I just think, well, you know, whatever happens, happens, I guess. Who cares? Yeah. The good like, news is, whenever we reach the sweet, sweet bliss of death, we will now know the answer. <laughs> or, That's a positive. Or there, <laughs> That's positive thinking. Or there will be no answer. Uh, I'll just say no, I'm gonna I, freeze I, myself. I find fuck y'all. You're what? I'm gonna freeze myself. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, with oh, that yeah. YouTube cash. Somehow, Pan does. Pan does you know. sit. Pan does sit on his money. He just kind of like no. saves up and saves up and saves up. It's just like, yeah, yeah. So he's ducking in his room. No, he's not. He's yeah. like I mean, smog. He he's like he, <laughs> he's like equally as wrinkly, and his breath probably smells just as bad. Just not no. British. Yeah, you're not. Oh. You're not mocapped by Benedict Cumberbatch pan. You're probably mocapped by <laughs> like fucking uh, Rob Schneider. No, no, Steve Belushi. Oh. <laughs> then I can be like a, a shitty CGI movie you find in the Dove Foundation. You know. <laughs> what? You go to Walmart, you see like a weird CG movie and it has like the Dove Foundation sticker on it. That's a more no quality. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Just go to Walmart to find any like weird what, straight to video DVD movie. <laughs> I don't know. There's always a sticker with a little Dove on it. The last the last uh, movie I found at Walmart like that I really enjoyed was Smosh the movie. That was a, classic. That was a fucking mess. We should do a commentary. Rip and peace, Smosh. When it's my turn. <laughs> Oh god, we still have to do mine, which is Death Note. Yeah, I know, and then Pans, and then Jim's if he ever yeah, shows up someday. again. 
When are we going to do it? I don't know. Ask Pam. It's his show. Hey, Pam, when are we going to do it? Let's just do it next week to get it over with, you know? Fine. Do we have a guest lined up? No, it's uh, my my friend JD is up next, who does Ink and Paint Club. He's epic. But uh, anyway, is, do you guys want to do one more question? Sure. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm keep, Okay. Keep it planning. Keep it planning. Mm. Okay. Oh. Do the do. Also, those two Pokemon fusing together have nothing to do with each other. You're right. No. Right? So. Like, like. Cause, cause, Wait, like, did I say Pokemon? I might have been Digimon. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> but like, and the other one is like Gatomon and a bird, and it's like, hey, look, this looks pretty much like Gatomon and a bird put together. I see elements of it. Yeah. I Digimon season two it. started off strong and fizzled out. Are you two nerds I, still talking about Digimon? I'm just referring like, to the hey, picture. Uh, they posted. <laughs> if someone says, "What do you want for Xmas Smash?" You know, get it. Oh yeah, are you guys excited about the roster from Smash Brothers? You mean how there's no banjo? The Grinch leak was a fucking fraud. Everybody's fucking pissed at the Grinch leak. Meanwhile, I'm just here like I didn't get Sans. God damn it! Could've... Oh, Sans was never oh. gonna be in it. Fuck you. He had, Dream. He had a chance. I had proof. Okay, to be fair, I'm the I'm the one also like campaigning yeah. for Banjo, who has literally no chance. So, well, the, Sakurai Sakurai did meet with Microsoft. You know. As long as I'm just glad Ken got in. Whoop, whoop. I'm really digging Incineroar. Yeah, yeah Incineroar is so pretty fun. Some people aren't happy about it, but I love Incineroar. It's I more, love it's that more just, it's more just like another Pokemon, really. <laughs> There's always going to be a Pokemon. Yeah. I, I, they, if you, if you look at the wrestler. trend, they always add um, a starter of each new gen every time there's a new Smash. Like, uh, they, Melee. And, they pick the most, and they pick the most popular one. I was going to say, Melee oh, didn't have a starter. It just it had, well, had Mewtwo and Pichu. Yeah, which were really popular at the time. Okay, then I'll say the most popular Pokemon of that. Wasn't Cyril really the most popular Pokemon from the current gen? Yeah, because so, he's yeah. Furbate. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, who's, anybody who's a furry is like, oh man, I want Incineroar to fucking suplex me into the ground. Step on me. Step. Give me Voltorb, so it's just a ball and it just explodes, <laughs> and that's all its power it is. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if there's a next Smash, it's just gonna be the next gen Pokemon. Popular. I do really want it's a Grass Starter to be in the team now, though, because we have a Fire Starter. We have two Fire Starters and a Water Starter. You have Ivysaur. Oh, I'll make. I'll, oh, I'll make a prediction. Uh, I'll make a prediction yeah. right now. I have a prediction. One of the DLCs, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the last one, is going to be a Pokemon. Thanks. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. so to clarify, um, the DLC's been picked, and it was picked by Nintendo, not Sakurai. So, like, that probably seems really bad for any, it, it's, like, obscure. It, the last one's going to be a Pokemon is because there's going to probably be the next Pokemon gen game is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to be around the time of the end of the year. And during the time of the end of the year is also... DLC comes out, so it's probably going to be whatever they think the most popular Pokemon is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that DLC release. Um, also, I do want to add a, a little note to Izzy's uh, an amendum. Uh, Sakurai did help pick. It was more like Nintendo was like, here's the fighters we want. Sakurai's like, okay, I can do that one, that one, not that one. So you kind of did pick, but not really. It's really right. weird. I think I feel like Sakurai just doesn't just is sick of taking the blame, and he's just like Nintendo, just keep, just do me a solid, and they're like, okay. <laughs> so the question is: Is Nintendo going to like do third parties because DLC will sell, 
or are they going to do just upcoming games to promote their other lineups? I don't know, but like, we hey, have, like the last, Shadow, last Smash had third party uh, DLC characters. I mean, uh, that's where the proper place to put uh, third parties only because uh, that in, that gets the most profit from them. Because if you're paying five dollars yeah. for one character compared to sixty dollars for the whole game, the profit margins is really high. And I'm sure they can work out some kind of uh, deal with the the people who own the character to get a percentage of the DLC. I'm just surprised, like, Travis Touchdown or uh, Jack from Mad World aren't in it yet. I mean, they were pretty big on the Wii. Yeah, that that explains my reasoning as to why I'm not surprised. I mean, that's probably why the Piranha Plant was in the DLC, because it's like, one, it's a gimmick to make you buy the game like quick. And then also, it's like, why would they make like a staple Nintendo character or one of the like iconic. Uh, Nintendo characters at DLC. I'm pretty sure. That the, of... I'm pretty sure the Piranha Plant was there just to piss people off. Like that's my. <laughs> my it, game it does theory. seem like a troll. To nah. me, it just. I mean, to me, it just seems like there was a marketing ploy. Like buy our game, like now you'll get this because it has the limited time offer. So I just feel like it was a gimmick to get people. Yeah, but well, like so why, me too. Why, yeah, but why Piranha Plant then? You know, like I don't know. Well, I, I mean, feel like, like the way they revealed they it, it is... probably was a troll. But <laughs> I feel like when they made the decision, they weren't like let's troll them. I feel like. When they pick that, they're like, "Oh, we could reveal it at the like marketing wise." They're like, "We could reveal this at the end and just like really get people up in arms because that's just you know all news is uh, no what is it? no well, press is bad." Press. What I mean by it feels like a troll is that like out of all the characters, you know, people are like debating about Waddle D, you know, Banana D, but he's oh, it's a generic character, and so everyone's like, it has to be some big character with a legacy, and then it's just generic <laughs> <laughs> enemy from a Mario game. But like, remember I told you like sometimes people just do designs. Like, oh, I always did it for fun. Like, Piranha Plant literally could have been someone like I thought of some cool moves for Piranha Plant and then pitched it. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we could totally do this. <laughs> Pretty like, much, because he operates completely different than most of the characters. Like, he even has like physics for him tipping over in his pot. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of characters. Most of them are humanoids. It's like you pick something like that. It's just like wow. Like you really picked a character that really changes the game. Well, he stands yeah. out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that I think that Smash Brothers kind of needs that. There needs it's kind of like it's going back to Overwatch, I guess, but like adding characters that don't fit the normal type of like a shooter, like in that game, like really shakes it up with characters like Doomfist or Reinhardt, physical characters. Like in Smash, it's like here's a character that does not conventionally play like any other character, and that really changes how the game operates. Yeah, give us another Fire Emblem character. We need it. Darja. No. That's the only one I care about. I feel like we're... I'm, I'm really... I'm confident. Maybe I'll regret it, but I'm confident we won't have another one in the DLC. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, to be completely honest, if they were going to do as much Fire Emblem Sword characters, I would have been okay if they did, like, the Bowser Jr. thing, where we just had eight sword fighters from Final Fantasy <laughs> or for fi- um, Fire Emblem, but they're all just alternate colors, the same character. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm glad that Sakurai did that. Like, what yeah, a fucking yeah. choice act for uh, Bowser Jr. to add all the Koopa Lane so I can play as Roy. So, I love yeah, him. That, that was great. No, I'm just I, bummed uh, we didn't get an amiibo. I would have bought them all. Uh, Me too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I just feel like this would have been a, uh, I feel like that probably would have just... Uh, I was gonna say maybe that would be a great marketing thing, but I was like, nah, it'd probably just be like the hardcore people who really wanted all of those. I will say that the World Nintendo Toys, they just released a, a Iggy. 
So like oh, they, yeah. they're now they might release all the uh, Koopalings as uh, multiple mm-hmm. figures, which is super exciting. Do they release Roy? Yeah. No, they've only done one. Icky. I here's here's the thing I still don't get. I really don't understand why Luigi is not. Well, like I'm not a huge Waluigi care either way. I just don't understand why he's not at this point. Like it, like from the game standpoint, especially when you point out all the Fire Emblem characters, I'm like, why? Like. I don't care either way, but I'm just like, why? This doesn't make any sense to me. I would have been, I like, I'm not a big Waluigi fan either, but I think if he would have came in to represent all the Mario Party spin- sports spinoffs, that would have been a really cool way of, like, incorporating him, just give him all the, like, little moves from that. Yeah, then, just give him, like, a baseball bat, a go-kart, I, a tennis racket. I can't <laughs> think of a, I can't think of a funnier way to introduce Waluigi into Smash Ultimate than to have him get like fucking KO'd as an assist trophy and introduce that mechanic. Like, Sakurai mm. doesn't give a shit. Also, <laughs> don't act like there's not trolling. They purposely didn't show Shadow as a trophy, just so there'd be speculation thinking he's an Echo Fighter. Nobody's, <laughs> they couldn't be that ignorant. Like, I just, I refuse to believe they were that ignorant to be like, oh, there's no way they'd think that. I'm pretty sure they sit there and go like, "We know people want Waluigi. We know people like want Shadow, but they're like, we don't." And I'm pretty sure that's just how it is. Fuckers. I mean, we they're making Gino. decisions. <laughs> we wanted Gino. Yeah. Where's Gino, you assholes? So apparently, yeah. I think they, I think they showed him as an assist too. No, he's no, just not a, a spirit. He's one of the he's spirit. Yeah, the yeah. spirit. spirit. Spirits, don't, that... spirits don't eat confirmed though. Thankfully, so. Yeah. Apparently, a uh, Ridley or uh, Ripley was uh called captain america like nickname in japan because he's such a american fan like favorite character yeah. <laughs> i love that nickname that's hilarious that's funny i think that's cool idea my one friend pointed out though that he's like because they put charizard back with the pokemon trainer they said that they just kind of gave him a clone move set of charizard's moves from the prior game so so does charizard play differently now or i think he still plays similarly i think they just like since he doesn't have like a hundred percent full move set because he's part of the mm-hmm. little trio gang, I think. Like, and it really does have his own move, but like a lot of them are just like I think they just rigged him over Charizard because they used to talk about how they didn't know how to make his rig work, which is why they didn't put him in. Um, but it's I think they bad. probably figured it out by going like, oh, like we can just scan him over old Charizard. Yeah, I've never, I've never understood the uh, he's too big or he's too small argument because like if you were going by canonical like sizes and heights like bowser is supposed to be way bigger olimar is supposed to be a fucking like smaller than an apple you know it's just, it's just dumb just change also, the someone, someone in the comments was wondering who gino is from and he's from super mario rpg the square uh he's nintendo collab yeah he kind of reminds oh, me of puppet mon you... remember puppet bond from digimon you're you're, oh, you're you cutting know. in and out a lot. Yeah. Oh, get damn it! Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, Puppetmon and Gino—they look the same, somewhat. Oh, I love Puppetmon. The I mean Digimon. We're back to Digimon, yeah. baby. Digimon teacup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Gino is a Digimon. I mean Gino is a puppet. I mean so. I know. Yeah. But still, like they have the same hat and like the I guess the I don't know. Never mind. For the He's Japanese probably, fans, uh, his name is Pinocchio Mon. He's Shit. he probably Gino probably is based off some folklore design or something. That's probably why they look similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But is that all for things? All for thing. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I um, buy gold, I, brush your teeth, be oh, good boys. Okay. Um, I almost beat Sonic Mania while we were having this podcast. I'm only on the last Whoa. level. I'm very good at yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I guess this is the end of the podcast because I'm tired. We're all tired here. Yeah. Who are you? It's early. It's early for me. Yeah, it is. Who are you? It's well, nighttime. Early. Daylight savings mess me up. It's six p.m., but it's dark out. Yeah. Who, who are, are you? you? Who are we all? Yeah. What is love? Baby, don't. Baby, hurt don't me. hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Pan, yeah, play well, us out. Goodbye, everyone. It was a fun podcast. Pan, don't forget to unsubscribe from Crunchyroll and watch the rest of uh, <laughs> Sandrin Kangaroo Peach Peach Splash. I guess that's really it. And then I have a podcast called Less You Know. Sweet. Um, we'll link those also, for you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you guys will also be mentioned in ours because I'm going to talk about that I was on it. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I By can't wait. Wait. We're just, we're, Twitter. We're, yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty new, though. So um, we're just trying to get our legs going. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to probably head off. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. This was a great episode. Yeah. But I am going to go get dinner because all I had was a bowl of tricks during the recording. So. Oh. I yeah. had a big thing of. <laughs> I had a giant brownie, Marvelous. I know. <laughs> I know, and I'm mad. I'll talk to you gamers later. <laughs>